online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You are listening to the Russell Brand Show. We are not live. This is pre-recorded. It's Saturday. It's earlier in the day. If you look at our vidcast, and why wouldn't you, on the bbc.co.uk website, you will see that we're in a tiny little punishment booth where people that do pre-records are banished to. Not only me, Russell Brand, but my co-host and, dare I say it, Fred, Matt Morgan, are making radio. Hello! Yes. What's the matter? Well... What's, what can we put your hair? Why is your hair over, so over-conditioned? What do you mean? How like, can it be over-conditioned? Because it looks like you put... Are you using that all shampoo you're into? What on earth are you talking about? He gets about? all shampoo. He gets all shampoo, don't you? It's be honest. It's mane and tail. <laughs> it's available in America. <laughs> what it is for horses. Mm, what other animal product are you going to start on? Bonio! Hey, Whiskers, <laughs> what's next? do enjoy a bit of dog food. I would never eat dog food, no, it's, Matt. It's not just for horses. It's, it's on the back, it says for horse use and for human use. But it makes your hair shine. Don't that worry anyway, you, I'll mate. Anyway, I've stopped using that. You've got... Anyway, I've stopped using that. The headline is, you you're an hour late. <laughs> That's the headline. And the whole team Ooh. secretly detest you. <laughs> <laughs> this team here, these brave boys that I've reared from little chicks. Look at them now, all proud, mighty, noble eagles on a cliff face. You should have seen them when I found them. Scurrying about in the gutter. An incredible radio show that we have made all unified not only me and you Matthew but Mr G look at him I remember when I first met him he was a, Such a he subject was change swapping from your poems tardiness. for crack in Brixton he was poems for Let's crack start talking about G uh, we are talking about G that's how we got that you. name Why G are you late? for grams of crack because I was in my beddy bag because I worked so hard to build a career for in you in your beddy boys I was in my bed yeah I was in bed because I was tired from last night doing Ponderland while you sit at home niffing about, sodding around, fingering, <laughs> fingering yourself. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what you get up to. Listen, look, let's not criticise me for being an hour late. That hour, I was building your future, young man. What, in bed? Yes. That you, wasn't building my future. For my sex manual, I'm thinking of releasing. What were you doing we're in We're going to make a packet. Well, I was asleep. I didn't realise how early everything happens, you know, and what was going on. Well, there's an excuse. So, and also, remember, last night I was doing a gig for Ponderland, a run oh, for yeah, oh, it's last gonna be night. Good. I was writing a film last night. Oh, smashing stuff. Well, I look forward to starring in it. It's going to be a lot of fun for the viewers around the world. Now, on the show today, we are going to have Tim Westwood, one of the finest DJs that I've ever met. Would he be one of your favourite DJs, Matt? He's up there, isn't he? He certainly is. Hopefully, he'll... If you ring him at home, he won't have his sound effects, will he? He won't be able to oh, go... No, pow, pow, pow. That's all going on in you his can do that out of his brain job. and body. Oh, we've got those sound effects ourselves, so we can create that really? at any time. We could do a sound effect now, if we so chose. Take that, society. <laughs> there, that's people reacting to Matt actually doing an hard day's work there. People toppling through window panes. You're right, mate. Well, I'm, I'm hard working. Diligent. Right. Diligent Matt Morgan. Reminds me very you're, much. You're such an idiot. Why? You spent an hour in bed when there was a whole team ready to do a radio show. I didn't and then know you that. have a go at me for being lazy. Actually, also, I've done half hour on the exercise bike and some stretching on the yoga oh, hooray. ropes. I don't feel bitter anymore. <laughs> at least Can I know something good was happening. Look at my spine. Look at that uh, back. You've arch. got a week back. This has been Listen, proven by not anymore, medical mate. people. The medical profession have been baffled by my spine's turnaround. It's like a Cadbury's flake. <laughs> 
They've said, my, I'm like the jolly green giant. There's nothing I can't carry yeah, on my like back. It's like a soggy breadstick. Look, if my back's weak, it's from carrying your career on it. Oh, yeah. Since you've been about 16 years old, you idle little tit. That right. proves it's a weak back. Come here. <laughs> that proves, that's the, taking the strength out of it. You've sapped it like a little co-joined twin, hoovering out all the goodness out of me that I could be giving a spastic society or something. Now Don't we've got say that anymore. Scope, spastic society. I don't mind the word spastic. It's wrong to make taboo language. Let's not have that. So, coming up also, like, uh, Ricky the Hitman Hatton. I'm worried about him because, like, you know, he's become a comedian. So, he's going to, in his discourse, he's going to feel pressure to be sort of funny and that. And, like, if he's not, you're going to have to, we're going to have to really humour him. Don't worry, it won't be funnier than you. I don't, Is that what you're really worried No, that's, that's not it a takes concern. Over. That's not a concern of mine, because like, I know he's going to be, he'll be sort of, he'll feel under pressure no, to say No, he's personable, he's nice, he's not like... Oh no, I remember from when we met him, I remember what he's like. Well, shut up, he's going to be on a radio show, he's going to feel under pressure, it'll be funny. He'll be alright. Right, mark my words, he'll say things and they'll be like recognisable jokes, he'll say actual jokes. Okay, well then laugh at him politely, he's a boxer. That's what I mean, that's the problem, because he is a boxer, whereas a non-boxer you'll just point out the, the, the problem. Problems. Okay, also, we're very fortunate to have Rainbow George coming on the show. What? About? What's wrong about Rainbow George on? Is it a slow week? <laughs> Rainbow, he's ringing a lot. I just, he keeps ringing me up. I thought, what is the only, I've got to stop him ringing. He keeps putting adverts in local papers and stuff saying, uh, Russell Brand's going to launch my, he's got some idea that UFOs are going to land at the, uh, at the closing ceremony of the Olympics. He wants me to do some <laughs> song, like some Morris dancing, but it's called Boris dancing because of boris johnson he's got a lot of pun related lot of pun related stuff a lot of puns out there for the you know, and it keeps i saw an advert it was some like local paper in my area there's an advert going russell brand <laughs> presents he's got no place he's got me like say i'm not agreed to it some sort of thing about That's some sort of slander isn't it yeah, it's that defamation. That you're going to sing at the end of the Olympics. He's, gonna, he's got me singing at the end of the Olympics. Hail our alien overlords. But I've got to welcome these alien overlords <laughs> and help organise our new slave nation. It's ridiculous. Well, this thing you're not encouraging him and having him on your radio show. Well, I thought it was a good way to show him up. Get him on the radio show. We've got to what, keep it... Broadcasting to the nation? Broadcasting, and that's when I spring into action. <laughs> <laughs> Silence, George. No, because then I can, like, we can confront him, can't we? So, right, here are the elephants in the room. You... And your attitude. Is he coming in here? Yeah, he's going to be there, oh, sat talking God. under G's mic. It's going to be very, very embarrassing for us all. But we've got to somehow keep it down to a minimum. We don't want to muck about. You can email us if you want, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, and we will read your emails in the coming week. If you could, you want to, no point texting us, is there? Because, like, what's the point? Yeah, no point. Text us if you want, but yeah, you'd be foolish. You might as well take 10p and kick it in a homeless man's face. That he'll have done more good. Although there is the cruelty element that you might want to consider. Also, there's going to be anecdotes coming up. We better ring Noel Gallagher. When he finds out he's going to remember, he'll, be, he'll he, miss he'll us. He'll turn up tonight. He'll turn up he? tonight. He'll be here five Hear this nine. playing out. I'm Hold on, what's going on here? Oh, Walk no. around. The chorus stalking the corridors like Banquo's ghost. Me. Why what's going tell on? Me? Right, listen. You could text him and say he's only around the corner. Get him to come now. Yeah. All right, we'll give him a ring now. Noel Gallagher will be coming up later <laughs> on the show. Live. Especially when we find out, he finds out Ricky Atten, he likes him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That'll drag him in. Now, that talk. might be helpful, actually, because Noel might be able to bridge the gap. Yes, yes. He can bridge the gap. 
he can bridge the humour gulf. Now, Ricky Hatton might be funny, we don't know. He is pretty funny, actually. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's got a nice, personable way. Bernard Manning in delivery, but not but, as racist. But Bernard Manning was a, in, had many qualities. Of course, the old racism always let him down. Which is a shame, like, that, that's why I don't be a racist. Because, like, people won't look at your other qualities. Like, say, you know, say Hitler, for example. <laughs> now, he was nice to that dog, right? But no one's ever going to say, ah, oh, well, you know, dog lover charities won't ever go... I'd like to give you the example of Adolf Hitler, will they? Because people go, immediately think Hitler, they think genocide and war. You know, so... Yeah, it's you, top three, isn't it? <laughs> genocide, war, silly moustache, yeah. right? Dog loving doesn't feature till about 17th on the Hitler <laughs> Hitler's attributes, you know? So don't be racist, is what I will say. That's my positive message. Should we have a look at some emails, Matt, before we get oh, into... Oh, yes, please. You like that, do you? Uh, I can see we get into the part of the show where we have lists of hate against each Why other. Why have you got a list of hate? I've well, not got one. Look at this. That's because I'm spotless, mate. I'm out of the picture of look, hate. Uh, look at my list of things this week. <clears throat> Tell Matt how much I love and appreciate his work. That's number one on the list. Remember to say happy returns to Bob Morgan, Matt's father. Look at this list of acts of How kindness. Do you know it's my dad's birthday. Because I'm a kind man. I know when all the Morgans are born. So <laughs> I'm making my business to know. Because I'm about making you happy while you've been in your little papoose on. on my back all Who these years. Love to I've been someone. Noting oh Here's birthday. a list of things I've got to do. One, show love to you. <laughs> right. So happy you feel love. Christmas to you. <laughs> it's yeah. my dad's birthday this happy week. Happy birthday, Bob. Bob Margaret. Bob Bob. Right, okay, let's have a look at this. Should we do sounds good is bad? Nah, it's too much of a contrived item. We'll do that later, though, and anecdotes, possibly gay. What's the gay with Ricky Hatton? I mean, Ricky Hatton did ask, actually, if he could borrow my private part, my sex part. Yes. Because, uh, like, you know, because of its magical qualities. The lad off Big Brother, Brian, the gay lad off Big Brother, he mistook that, like, Ricky Hatton wanted it for his own personal use. You should ask to borrow his fist. Borrow his fist. Oh, I'd like to have a. I wonder what it'd be like to have a fight. I wonder what it'd feel like. You know, I wonder like the, the difference between being beaten up by a normal person and being up by Ricky Atten. I wonder if like you know the ferocity. I suppose it'd just be like the mad blur. You'd have to watch it back on a videotape. I don't think there'd be much of a blur. Really, it would be like. And you'd fall over. <laughs> I don't oh, the mad blur. <laughs> the the pugilism. <laughs> the sweat. The fire. The fury. Fist against fist. Knuckle to knuckle. <laughs> toe to toe. Two noble warriors. Oh, he'd need a stepladder to punch you in the face. He's tiny, isn't he? He would. Uh, and also, I'll use my rope dope tactic. Hoose, <laughs> 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 boxing the Navy. Here is a new story. I'd punch you straight in the back. You'd snap. My powerful back, strengthened of years of carrying dead weight, it could be pounding away at that for hours. It'd be like Rocky when he's punching them cows. <laughs> they never yielded them cows. Rocky may have eventually defeated that Russian, but the cows remained firm. And talking of fitness, which we very clearly are here on BBC Radio 2, pre-recorded Russell Brand show, here is a story that also involves fitness. <clears throat> And Matt, you pointed out this story, so I've not read it yet, so if it isn't funny, be it on your head. <laughs> Super fit PE teacher who is too fat to be a bone marrow donor. Carl Zafino was delighted to learn he might be about to be selected to save someone's life. A long-term blood donor, he'd also been on the register of bone marrow donors for three years, assuming his physical health and fitness made him funny an so ideal far. candidate. I love the setup. Bone marrow is always funny. 
Love bone marrow. Although I didn't like it in dog food. Eh? Full of rich marrow bone. When they used to say it for dogs. I thought, Why do they call it marrow bone, not bone marrow? Because they don't want it to be the same thing. Because otherwise they say, well, hold on, take that down Great Ormond Street. You know what I mean? If there's so much of it knocking about, you can stick it in dog meat. You know? Whereas it uh, can't be one day, there's no bone marrow. And the next day, yeah, I'll have a big lump of bone marrow. Call it marrow bone. No problem. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Well, if you want to know about the root of language, come to an expert. We're talking about Carl Zafino and his weight problem and his useless bone marrow. The 38-year-old PE teacher was rejected and taken off the National Register after one brief telephone conversation because his body mass index indicated he was obese. Mr. Zafino is 5'10", well-built and weighs 18 stone. Whilst he acknowledges... That's, that is big. What? 5'10"? Well, 5'10", I'm 5'10", I'm yeah. 12 and a bit stone. Right. So he's got six stone extra. Mind you, you're a bit portly. Oh! <laughs> Hello! I'm not. <laughs> no, no. No, you look lovely. I remember you from spring break. You look delicious in the nude. <laughs> uh, he weighs 18 stone, this fella. Whilst he acknowledges he could lose a few pounds, he plays sport every day and says he is super fit. What? That's what he says. He, yeah, he doesn't say what's sport. Mm, that's true. He puts his weight down to his very large, muscular legs. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the charts indicate he had a serious weight problem with a BMI of 36.19, and the patient who may have been able to use his bone marrow may must now look elsewhere. Anyone with a BMI of more than 35 cannot donate because of health risks associated with the procedure. Father of five, Mr. Zafino from Huddersfield, said he was extremely frustrated he had been treated like a very fat man. <laughs> <laughs> you have treated me like a fat man. You a very laugh. fat man. <laughs> you laughed at my shadow. You were held an ice cream a yard from me and ran along. He said that the system did not take into account the differences between individuals. That's the nature of a system. That's why we need a revolution. See? This is wrong, he said. There is someone out there whose life I might be able to save. There's nothing I can do about it because I'm too fat. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said because I was told that regulations is regulations and that's that. Mr. Zafino received a letter from the National Blood Service on June the 10th informing him it was a possible match for someone who needed a transplant. He rang the listed number as requested to provide the more details about himself, but as soon as he gave his height and weight, he was told, I'm Sorry, your BMI is too high. This is only a story because he's a PE teacher and he's right. in denial and he's got this is preposterous. Because he spends his life going, come on, look at you, you fat sod. Get up that rope, get Blowing down that whistle, ladder. That's about as much as he does. And the picture of him, he looks, frankly, a bit fat. He also, and he keeps saying it's his legs, just he, his legs. He's the look of a man, Carl Zafino, all clad in cheap back clobber. He's the look of a man who might be wearing a girdle as well for the Possibly. photograph. And they, I don't like when they do a photo shoot with someone who's been wronged mm. and they have to wear dark clothes, stand somewhere grim and like go... Yeah. <sighs> they have to convey the fact that they've been... I've been wronged. I've been wronged. Do I look happy? Do I look like I've not been wronged? Look at my <laughs> forehead. It's got wrongdoing all over it. <clears throat> this is what he said after he was told his BMI was too high. At first it was my ego that got hit, he said. She must have been thinking I was really fat. <laughs> <laughs> I could maybe do with losing half a stone, but according to the charts, I'm morbidly obese. Come in, number seven, morbidly <laughs> obese. <laughs> it's Carl Zafino. Also, his name's very glamorous, so he probably don't like to be thought of as Tubby, because he's called Carl Zafino. Yeah. If he was called Captain Pudge, perhaps <laughs> 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 he could take it a little more. They only take into account weight and height and nothing else. I've always been heavily built, and a lot of that is down to my legs, which are rock hard. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's proud of them legs, isn't he? His pins. He should get his legs out in the photo. Then I'd believe him. Yeah, because his legs... they looked uncannily large... Well, like Popeye legs, like Popeye's yeah, arms, like but legs. Boom. Look at these freakish legs. I'd like to see those legs. 
I'd like to get Carl's well, Athena. Not show you because I don't think there's. Do you think it's a lie? He's claiming. Why do you think he's saying it's like it's, his legs that's so big? It's like a little kid. It's like one of those people who's really drunk. Goes, oh, I was drinking before I came out. Oh yeah, sorry, mate. God blow me. I a bottle of whiskey before I come out. I'm on antibiotics. <laughs> I've been on a long flight. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's just it's a lie because he's it's embarrassed. Just a silly lie because he's worried about being a fat PE teacher and being ridiculed at his school. If you do go to Carl's Athena school, when he begins the PE class. <laughs> I say, sir, I hardly think you are in a position <laughs> to tell me about physical fitness. Now, why don't you take your chubby guts and rock hard legs and F off <laughs> out of my life? Then he says, uh, he's down to my legs, which are rock hard. I have low blood pressure, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I have low cholesterol. Mr. Zafino said, the BMI chart showed his ideal weight to be 12 stone, 7 pounds. He said, that's ridiculous. The only way I could lose 6 stone would be if you amputated one of my legs. <laughs> and why would you? Because they're fantastic legs! Well, there's legs the answer, iron. isn't it? What? That's the answer. Amputate one of his legs. Take one of his legs off. And then weigh it. I bet it's about a stone. I bet his leg, I bet it's just like a lolly stick. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous thing. Propping up the little great... dolly shoe on the end. <laughs> With a little brass he buckle. He just drags it. It's just a little shoe, a little baby shoe on a string. Hanging reckon... from his waist. <laughs> you know, like them puppets, like a monkey puppet, and their little legs dangle down. It got legs like that. Yeah. With little dolly shoes. Do you remember when you used to see Sooty's feet when he ran along? Mm. Little wellies in little fur. I didn't care for it much. I didn't like that. I thought this is not consistent with the sooty I know. Yeah, and why show us a whole shot of sooty, the top off and the legs running? Why do we have to have just yeah. to cut away the legs? There's his legs. Tell off, brother. <laughs> none of sooty's whole world makes sense. We had sooty's son on here, not sooty's son. <laughs> and he told me sooty used to abuse him. <laughs> you know, we had sooty um, Corbett, Matthew Corbett. His son came on. He was all right. Yeah, you Corbett were here. was doing it after his dad, wasn't he? It wasn't. There's one... like three generations now. What a burden! Men. Imagine you're born into that. Think, oh God! Right, oh yeah. God! I really would. You're drown. 18 now, Stuart. <laughs> it's time. Put your hand in here. <laughs> no, Father! I want to be a jeweler. <laughs> I want to make jewels, custom jewelry. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun being in the Sooty family. Yeah. Also, Sooty, sweet. What are they all up to? Sue. Sue. Sue was so above. She no. was snooty. So above the other two. How was she Why having was she sex stay with, with Sooty when she, she wasn't? Well, something was going on, mate. Why are they living together? And like, she was intellectually the equal of Matthew Corbett, who was the very much the overlord. <laughs> Sooty could only whisper, but he yeah. could speak because people could hear him. Mm. Sweet must have just been their dog. <laughs> and also, he was in like Sweet was very destructive. And why? Like, if Sweet was lovely. Yeah, I know. I he was my favourite. No, I don't. I've not misremembered him. I remember his little head. He looked like he'd smell nice. But like with, with Sooty, <laughs> if he can speak, why not just speak up? Have the courage of convictions. Well, yeah. I think what it is is he did speak normally, but an awful lot of the time, it, like ten percent of what he said was dreadfully racist. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go through the filter of an adult. Yeah. Oh, I think that Sweet should go and live in the garden. The, I hate him. I don't want to have sex with him. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Sweet's gonna live next door now. Pretty much like that. That's what I'm one of. I'm not sure a much, Matt. Also, I don't like the idea there's three of them because Matthew Corbett only had two hands. Yeah, it was right. Oh, God. Oh, no. What was Sweep on? What's Sweep on? Oh, no wonder Sweep's so upbeat. How come <laughs> Sweep could only be in the show for a 10 minute period and then would just sag listlessly to one side, all embarrassed? Then he'd twitch back into life again. I think Sweep did used to have a propensity to sleep. 
He did. I think he did. He used to go to bed. He was like, oh, Sweep's got to go to bed oh, now. Matthew. <laughs> Sue was such a square. She's a little boffin. She belonged on Blue Peter or something. She, yeah. was, she had no sense of anarchy. I hated all those programs that were for boffins. Oh, news round, Jack news and Nori, round. Blue Peter. Why Sue. don't you? Why don't you? No, why don't you? all right. No, come on, mate. Why don't you sit about and make something? I'll tell you why. Because I'm developing a very nice drug habit. Now, get out of my life. How old were you watching that? <laughs> 18. <laughs> That's this, for children. Hold on, this, this is very well, immature. Tell him, tell him to make things. Look, I don't want to make chocolate rice crispy cakes. <laughs> actually, I've got terrible come down. I've had them much cheer me up, actually. They had such strong regional accents sometimes. As a child, I couldn't understand it. Really? Mm. Why didn't you understand the region? it was a foreign programme sometimes. If it was foreign? Well, why would they ever have that? Mind you, they did, like Silas. He was foreign. Remember Silas? He was just some fella, lad. He'd come on the telly. Like, they'd buy in a programme from, like, Ecuador or France or something. Well, do you remember, what was that programme? Um, Annie? No. Uh, Heidi. Heidi, that was it. <sighs> Silly cow. I mean, you know, what she was, I don't know. I didn't learn nothing from any All of them. All I remember from that is a wooden wheelchair falling off a cliff. That was terrifying bit, every child who ever saw it. Turn me on. Now, well, the thing is, right... I was obviously not racist as a child, but deeply nationalistic. Because if I saw a programme and it were English, I'd go, I'm not watching this. Really? What about American? I'd tolerate that. A team or something. Oh, A team, yeah. I watched that Dukes of Hazard. So, except Dick Turpin's on the other side. That's a problem. One. You have got 80s attitudes. I've realised this this week. I Listen, these are the ev this is the evidence. It is the attitude evidence in Matt's <laughs> new item. It is attitude evidence. This, this is right. Matt's new item. He was going, oh, silly cow. cow. <laughs> Poor cow. Silly tart. Like that. What am I like half and a daily? Where's this I've got a picture of you in there with your new bird. Right? How dare you sexist uh, refer to her as a bird. Look at your face there. You have yeah. got the physicality and character of Boise. <laughs> Come on, Marlene, we'll let you finish. I am not Boise. You are. I'm not a latter-day Boise. Today, you just said, F you. there's a picture of someone with their girlfriend topless Sienna on a Miller beach. Sienna Miller with her knockers out on a beach. Yeah, yeah that was my bird. She would never sit out with a bloke there. <laughs> oh, Thought no. we'd have a bloke around her. Oh, don't let's get a call to a bit of a stir. I pull in her knockers. <laughs> Silly cow. <laughs> right, I don't think so, mate. Here, I'll cover up. Love you. Have someone's eye out. <laughs> Got a little business I'm setting up, you know. <laughs> you like my new braces? <laughs> You're and 80s. You're an I, 80s man. I'm not like John Challis. Hey, oh, this is sort of silly. This ain't English. Yeah, oh, turn it over, you silly cow. <laughs> you are. Oh, look, here. Oi, get a remote over here, darling. <laughs> Come see, love. Where's my dinner? Oh, jeez, I don't know. She ain't got a brain she was born with. Yeah, look at your look face at in bun. both those pictures. I ain't got a Boise face. Your, your face is like, come on, let's get you home. You've what? had one too many. <laughs> that girl looks overjoyed. And why wouldn't she? She's the luckiest girl in she the world. She looks like she's reacting to being told, called a silly tart. <laughs> you <laughs> can't dumb, say that. Yes, I bloody can. <laughs> look at this. Hold on. Da, 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 da. He was making sure everyone knew they were an item. He was on his best behaviour. Boise. What? Behavior, it says. He was on his boys' behaviour. <laughs> come on, Marlene. Tell boy. <laughs> oh, come on, Rodney. <laughs> oh, good old Boise. Well, anyway, Boise was all we right. We had Boise on here once, didn't we? Oh, no, we had Trigger. Boise, Trigger, they've all been in. We gave him sex drugs. We gave Trigger a big mouthful of sex drugs. He guzzled them <laughs> down <laughs> like they were milky bars. When we goes to him, come, mate, do a Trigger impression. I won't do that. No. Have you got any more sex drugs? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even show him the label. Them sex drugs could have been anything. Drugs weird, are bad, sex they? drugs might be bad. Yeah, I like them. Never took them since. Now, 
Telly and I'm not from the eighties, John you Chalice. Don't those, like you've like Don't you think I'm just outwardly you've you're very liberal. Yeah, stuff. I am well politically very liberal. What's my revolution? But in domestically domestically you are sexist boisy sort of a character. You're sort of like a boss who'd slap someone on the bum and smoke in the office. Well I don't smoke and I would slap someone on the bum, I suppose. Yeah, maybe I am from the nineteen Well I am, that's when I grew up. What's wrong with you criticizing me? All you ever do is criticize, and that's why I'd like to hear the Alexander O'Neill song, Criticise. And if you're criticising me for my, oh, maybe I am a bit of a throwback to my Essex upbringing, but what about you, a man who, by his own admission, is sexually aroused by weeping women? What about that then? A man who, when he sees footage of wanton Bosnia, thinks he's flipped on some sort of adult channel. <laughs> no, that's a not what I said. <clears throat> Let me explain. Come on, let's let, let's hear you explain how to you teardrops are a sort of a lubricant. Listen, <laughs> yes. and I didn't want to discuss this publicly. No, and no you're way. very cruel to bring it up. And I ain't. I'm a nice man. I sometimes, mm. no, pretty much all the time. I'm you know not when a your girlfriend. Girl. Don't explain this to me as if you're telling me the facts. About. <laughs> now, sometimes <laughs> no. when a mummy and daddy love each other very much, the daddy make the mummy cry and gets an erection, <laughs> which is what you admitted. Look, to. sometimes when I'm like it's not i don't think i don't i'm not turned on when i'm cuddling a woman who's crying mm. like being nice well, i don't know why I this keeps happening would you work in a battered women's refuge no, why does this keep happening to listen you? if i'm saying goodbye to someone who's upset to not see me for a while or something like that there's tears of not joy family. This to get family. away from you As sometimes my penis gets confused mm. and your penis is confused <laughs> <laughs> your honor my penis became confused you better learn this speech because i have a feeling you're going to be saying it to a magistrate Look, sometimes, within a month <laughs> sometimes i accidentally become aroused because of you the accidentally closeness and then Mr. i have to Morgan, say you accidentally became i don't want to talk about this <laughs> the defendant said well you don't want to talk about your no, being all turned a, on by tears look i'm not turned on just sometimes you know mm. the proximity of a cuddle yeah and then i think i have to go um look i'm very look, something's sorry. happening but it's not connected to you being upset at all you just have a pavlovian response to any proximity <laughs> <laughs> Up it comes. Someone steps. Not any proximity. Anyone steps near. You're quite safe. Do you think so? I but don't, don't feel it. Loads of people have that. I don't, don't think they? so, Matt. No. You do. I don't get turned on when a woman's crying. If you're cuddling your girlfriend, she's crying because like something's happened or something. Not not sort of between you. You're not mm. guilty. She's anyway. just crying for some she's reason. She's crying just for the you know world peace or something. <laughs> and then you well, go. She's a sensitive oh, girl. And then you comfort her. And then suddenly you think, oh mm, no, Christ. oh god, oh no. Well, anyway, well, let's all sit down now and. Put yeah. cushions on our laps. Oh, well, it's all been rather fun. Yeah, well, that's perfectly natural. It hasn't happened for a while, anyway. I'm sure it's the sort of thing I'll be bringing up regularly. Well, I've got other things on my list now you've brought that up. Oh, come on, let's listen to a record. Where does that stop all the hatred? Matt, come on. Shall we? Birthday. Or shall we discuss your black toilet paper? If you want to discuss my black toilet paper, Matthew. Yes, G, he's got black toilet paper. <laughs> What's wrong with black toilet paper? Well, nothing. I saw it. I came downstairs <laughs> and there was your girlfriend and Lynn, the housekeeper. I said, oh, wow, that's cool. He's got black toilet paper your girlfriend said oh i'm not allowed to use that <laughs> he doesn't let me use it it's just for show right <laughs> and then lynn the housekeeper said well someone's using it because i have to keep replacing it uh. exposing you as a user of it <laughs> and a non-sharer of the black toilet paper oh, i don't ever use it and it's then scented. i said to your girlfriend oh, what, don't, why don't case. you use it 
Perhaps you should she uh, said, turn your keen legal mind to the defence of why you're getting hard on around crying women. Because that's where you're going to need it. Well, listen, stop I'm building not, this I'm case for an innocent generally man. Generally comforting women. You've made cry. <laughs> and if I have to get my kicks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Following me around my trail of boisey destruction. Yeah, you stupid cow. <laughs> Go and have a cuddle off, Matt. <laughs> hey, I'm Matt will enjoy that. Come here, I know. He's from the 80s. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, from the oh, 90s. <laughs> from the 80s to the Oh, you're so naughty. <laughs> yeah, so I said, uh, and she said, I'm not allowed to use it. And then also he said, oh, you won't like it. It puts black bits on your bum. <laughs> so. What are you doing, you chatting to black toilet papered liar <laughs> and <decadent>. not sharer. <laughs> Look, that black toilet paper is oddly scented and it does leave fibres which are disconcerting when discovered <laughs> in a more intimate context. So is that why you won't let people use it? I'd say just don't use that black so toilet paper. If, it what? looks nice. It goes with all the other black stuff in the toilet. The black toilet itself. It's so 80s, isn't it? What? It's all nice in there. It's all black toilet paper, black stuff's lovely. Hey, oh, look at that little look mirror there. Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> Oi, get I, out of it. I've got a kind of birds coming out of it later. <laughs> You're wasting all my blue black bog roll. <laughs> get out, you man. It's nice, didn't it? Look at that. Black toilet paper. Oh, nice. All night here. I'm going up strings later. <laughs> Come, mate. Get a cut of tarts. That's where I nicked the black toilet paper from. Got a scam going. I got loads going. of it. <laughs> I'll pick it up on a double cheap. I can catch in if you like, son. Sell it down room for markets. Uh, I'm not even through my list. Look, mate. You and your your list. You're going to need a pretty long list to overwhelm these perversions. Your teary women's stiffy club. Let me tell you. That's going to take I some think when I told you this, you said you'd had the similar thing. That's because I wasn't on the radio then, Matthew, and I had the good sense to humour you <laughs> to glean more information, while all the while it was going straight into my radio box. Later on, in the, I've just left a message for Noel Gallagher, I said come down if you want, and uh, Jonathan Ross will be coming in because this is pre-recorded, Jonathan's currently doing his show, he's going to come down with Pudsy the Bear, who I've never liked much, you know, it's not, I'm not against children in need, obviously, you know, well, I don't really know should well, be in be need. Well, when he comes in. He won't talk, will he? He's one of them ones that don't talk. So, so I don't, I don't like the way they loaf about. You know, like them furries that find that sexually attractive. Well, I must say, I don't. I don't find it at all sexually attractive. For great, well, big... tell Pudsy this. I've, right, here's my point. He's been Pudsy. dining out <clears throat> on his sore eye for yes. years. Oh my eye, my eye! <laughs> all right, mate. I get it. Anyway, we <laughs> were <laughs> generally, genuinely angry at Pudsy the bear. Irritated more than angry. But you hate that little blind boy outside the post office. No, he's as well. all right. He's a bit pale. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> your guy, mate. Hey, hey, you're hey, always fetches Britain, mate. You <laughs> make sit your own there, way. sit there begging in the hole in your head. <laughs> <laughs> you make your own luck in this world, son. Get out now, yeah. What if you're blind, Stevie Wonder? He got out and got amongst it, didn't he? Ray Charles, all them up. They've done it, son. Don't come at me, Russell Watson. All them blind lot, the blind singers. They don't make no fuss about it. Go on, you little mug. Always this fall is back. True personality. Yeah? <laughs> true personality. Listen, is that not a real blind boy? It's only a little pot. It's only a, it's just a, a little pot. pot. Oh, he's just a pot for money, isn't he? That's all he's ever been. I suppose. That's all he is. No point sentimentalising him, getting attached to him, little idiot. <clears throat> oh, so, so right, we got to the list. Look, what do you mean list? I'm going to tell a story about Jack Bowles. Jack no, Bowles go goes to me yesterday, right? He goes, uh, oh, we had a dog, right, when I was a kid, like that. He goes, it was laying down under a tree for a couple of days. We went, Dad, is that dog all right? He went, yeah, that's all right. He's just sleeping. He'll be okay. 
right? And I immediately, this story, like, why is no one in the family going. going to look down the end of the garden to check the dog out? It's called, the dog was called, like, Sandy or some misplaced, optimistic type name. Right, oh, Sandy or Buffy or Lovey or something. And, but then they goes, uh, he goes, oh, actually, that dog's dead, right? That's the big revelation. Yeah, he's been there a couple of days down there. It's just dead. And, um... Oh, Dad, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Don't worry, I'll give it a nice burial. I'll take it down the woods, bury it all nice, you know, sprinkle some roses over his grave, burn a candle, do something sweet for it. Jack said the next day he walked around the corner and his dad had thrown that dog in a skip. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you would that old cupboard. I was having, here you go, shut up! <laughs> who, who does that dad remind everyone of? Not me! Not... 80s Russell. <laughs> 80s Russell. Yeah, I'll get a nice spare wheel, son. Don't you worry. It'll be nice. Uh, get yeah. over there, you dirty dead dog. <laughs> You're stinking out my garden. Here I'm swinging it around his head by its How tail. How dare you <laughs> die in my garden. How dare you fly out the old tone. I bought them lovely chairs. Look, I've got a bloody swing there in the garden. I'm building a barbecue out of bricks. <laughs> I've had these bricks. I've had all the rage. <laughs> Dad, you've had them bricks 10 years. When are you going to build the barbecue shut up when it stops <laughs> raining get indoors <laughs> the back of my hand <laughs> let's have a little look at some of our electro letters as i call the emails no gallagher might turn up let's see if we've got a missed call from him on the old text machine nope he's not called dear russ matt everyone i'm right to discuss speculation around matt says Kyle Goodman. Lately, I've been reading Mein Kampf on the way to work. Well, already, you've held yourself up to question, what with Mein Kampf being my struggle, a book by Adolf Hitler, who many say was kind to animals. <laughs> An oft-overlooked fact about the Fuhrer. And anyone else who... Right, so I've been reading Mein Kampf on the way to work, and anyone who's read this would be aware that Hitler lived a pretty shabby life when his mother and father died in Vienna, on the streets with tramps and that. Recently, Matt has been described as living in the same conditions. I feel that Matt is on the verge of countering your revolution by starting his own version of a Nazi party. Here is why. <clears throat> There's been accusations about footballers wearing the shirt 88 as the eighth letter in the alphabet is H and the translation of 88 was supposed to be Heil Hitler. Last week's show, Matt will only get in a cab at 8.08. Yes, we all that was exclusively revealed. Matt Morgan will only get into his cab at 8.08. If the cab arrives at 10.28, Matt sits patiently waiting for Hitler o'clock before he will what board his carriage. absolute nonsense. 8.08. Heil Hitler. Heil me a Hitler cab, anyone? Also, he wants... He wants to live in the shadows with a paper and a pen to plan his Nazi future. <laughs> I suggest you keep a keen eye on suspected Nazi Matt Morgan. What do you say about all this, Matthew? Well, he's got me, hasn't he? He got you all ends up. 808, 808, Nazi stuff like that. Well, I hope you're not a Nazi, are you? Come no, clean. not at all. Yeah, what about this uh, politician talking about Nazis? What's he saying? Or whoever this person is. Oh, well, that is. guy, Mosley. Leave him alone. Well, what it is, is he's got into sex games, isn't he? He's into the old S&M. Gets women dressing up, slap him about a bit. But dressing up as Nazis in a sex not, yeah, thing, it's, it's not, like dressing up as nuns or, yeah, the, you know. The Nazis, it weren't like, oh my God, look at these people's Let's adopt clothes. the values of the Nazis <clears throat> in a yeah. sex game. The, it's just good clothes. Yeah, they didn't, like, do anything wrong. They didn't try and annex an Eastern European nation while no. in those clothes. They were just having sex. I think you should be able to dress up as whatever you want in a sex game. So do I, actually. What do you dress up as? Pudsy bear. <laughs> yeah, at least it gives you an opportunity to get near lots of crying women, you little pervert. Oi. Oh, 
Richie, you seem excited. Yeah, you should take over from Matthew Corbett, then Sweep would never sleep. <laughs> Matt Morgan constantly aroused the wreck around sobbing womenfolk. Here is a letter from Abby Palmer. Hello, Russell and Matt. I was watching the Vidicast on the BBC website. I hadn't realised that Matt was a smaller gentleman, and when he wears that hat, he reminds me of Grumpy from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> Abby Palmer, that's not Can nice. Can I just say, I'm 5'10". He's 5'10". I'm not that small. He's it's not just even small, I don't think. I have to stand next to this lunatic <laughs> who's about 6'9". <laughs> Unnaturally How tall. tall are you? 6'2", I think I am, aren't I? Six but I might two. be now since my back's got a lot stronger, since I've sh unshackled myself from a little knapsack mat, I might have grown a couple of inches. No, I might I have shot so. up like a bean pole since be liberated from you. Matt is a very handsome man, and anyone who says otherwise is a fool. This is from Albert Ng. I see Russell is on the cover of Q magazine this month with Bobby Gillespie. I thought that I'd let you into a dark secret of Bobby Gillespie. He shares the same gym as me. I've been in the dressing room with him on more than one occasion. And whereas most rock and roll men uh, go for the one towel around the waist look, Bobby goes for a double towel action. One round his waist, one round his upper body. Under the armpits, like he's all mummified. What's he hiding under there? What? Albert Ing. Well, he puts one like, like our mum does. Like... You know when a mum puts the towel round under their arms, like over their boobs? Yeah, but you don't <laughs> have one round your waist as well. They put the whole towel. Yeah, like there's no Christmas tree saying? layering. Saying, it seems like, to be that he's saying You make a, a skirt out of towel. Then a... you make a sort of little... Yeah, top like a cape. He's wearing a cape and skirt, little two-piece. Then he should put a little flannel over his head. <laughs> little Bobby Gillespie. That lovely little nun. I think he sounds like he might look nice like that. Yeah. Why did you end up doing that interview with him? I don't know, really, because I think Bobby Gillespie may be requested it. Cause, I mean, obviously, I've only met Bobby Gillespie on two occasions. That was the one where I spent most time with him. He's lovely. He's ever such a nice man, except for that bit where he scared me by doing rhubarb and custard. He goes like, he goes, oh, do you remember that car? Ooh, I think I said rhubarb, as I want to do. He uh, goes, oh, that's rhubarb. I say, he went, oh, do you remember that car? Ooh, rhubarb and custard. <laughs> right in my face and I was like oh alright and I thought don't so you, do you get on <laughs> <laughs> we're champs imagine him all covered in towels going <laughs> <laughs> still wet from the shower or even a little bit talked up and clapping okay. the talk about <laughs> <laughs> and then these boob slips out and him sort of scurry, oh, I've had a nip slip <laughs> Frank <laughs> Frank <laughs> she was Bitty. sexy of course she was we're obsessed with her now Rainbow George is going to come in here in a minute. Matt, I want you to don't spare the rod. We've got to see what Rainbow George wants. You know what he's like. He'll come in here, pun in away, pun out of pun, like, and we've got to try and get the bottom of what he actually means from all these puns, okay? So let's just, you know, let's just... You have to explain it's not George from Rainbow. That's what I always <laughs> oh, think. Oh yeah, you do always think that. When we did have Rainbow George from Rainbow on here, you offended him by saying, why don't you unzip your nuts or something, didn't you? Uh, I believe that was you. Well, this has obviously been some confusion. Probably best to move on. <laughs> this is from Kate Hollyoak, an <laughs> unrealistic surname. Hello, Russell. Me and my husband, Reese, want to thank you for your song Inside of You from the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall, in which you brilliantly starred. We recently got married and used it for our video, and it was our first song for us to dance to at the wedding ceremony. Much love, Kate. What better way to start a marriage than with a song sung by me? Are you going to now play <laughs> that song? Because I remember you saying mm -hmm. something that you get money every time it's played. Oh, yeah! I Get money. Oh, look at you pretending. That was Andrew Antonio said that, our financial well, I wasn't manager. Name him. And I'd like to say, He's Andrew, having a meeting hello? with his business manager. He's going, uh, if you play that song, you get money for it. Mm. Now this request's come in. Well, oh. How strange. Actually, let me just read the rest of the email letter. 
play it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to sit through that again. Look, now I like that song inside you. Very Rainbow good. But you can only get kind of penny. Rainbow George's here. All right. Well, you're trying oh, to be professional. You're sharp as a tack today, isn't you, son? <laughs> <laughs> you're all over this, isn't you? Why don't you do the interview then? So full of yourself. Rainbow George, it is an honour to have you here. I welcome you with a clap. Thank you very much. I'm honoured to be here. It's nice to see you, George. It's cosmic. Thanks. It's lovely to have you. You have a nice voice. Now, what's going on? What do you want? What do I want? Yeah, you always want something, George. I've noticed that about you. Well, I, while you were away in the States, I took out some ads in the local papers wearing my apprentice profits hat. You've got an apprentice profit hat now. Well, I am an apprentice profit. Mm. And, and um, I have a mission, and my mission is to persuade you to become commander-in-chief Mm. Of? The Revolutionary Souls Army. Right, now this has got a pun in it in a minute, and George will soon reveal that pun. Go well, on. the RSA will commonly become known as the Our Souls Army. Can you not see, George, that would be problematic <laughs> when no, trying I can't. to lead a political party if it's got Our no, Souls this is nothing to name. do with... This is not political. This is way into the mystic. This is way beyond politics. How come you a... wait till I go on holiday and then you stick my bloody face in the paper look at the adverts matt show matthew these were these were two he's two got ads. he's handing out some magazines the hampstead village voice a very fine publication and the ham and hire there he's the editor told me you were unhappy he met you in the street or something yes i did meet him in the street i goes i don't know why rainbow <laughs> the editor told me you were unhappy yeah because you keep putting adverts in the paper without asking me uh, it's not like i don't have a deep, no, deep no, respect I, I, for you i was in i was in trying to connect with your people sending emails and things and nobody mm. replied to me at well, all well that's consent but, <laughs> <laughs> when people ignore your emails go, go right ahead but i just believe that i use me for your bum hole squad or whatever it is you're promoting this week it's not actually you it's just a cartoon version of you yeah but that saying is... let's get together let's does it not say let's russell brand on let's there tick together. let's tick that's together that's our, our slogan mm. and, and and we have this what are your aims to create a world of wonders. This is, what, what I've been saying is that in the advertisements, 888 is the day the Olympic Games start. And what's going to happen And we wish to synchronise something with you involved, yeah. secret location yeah. on Hampstead Heath. <laughs> um, and recording a song mm. called <clears throat> let's start again make yeah. a pop video Cla clowns about... dancers yeah what about uh, you ben real band coming over from uh <laughs> northern ireland cousin ken band coming from brighton this sounds good russ you and... should do this but... oi don't give me bad advice no no george boris dancing this is inspired by our <laughs> mayor bojo the part you could have been playing it had you. If I'd listened to your advice, <laughs> well, <laughs> I could be the Lord Mayor of London now. Well, it's not the Lord Mayor. No, but, I know, it's that other type but of mayor. Anyway, it's all over old dog smack, George. George, what's this thing about <laughs> UFOs? UFOs. Boris dancing. I'll come to the UFOs. Oh, yeah, but first we've got to tolerate this Boris dancing. Boris dancing. <laughs> a dance called The Cluts. We have this song called Another Revolution by a band called Cousin Ken hmm. from Brighton. And we want to choreograph a dance called the Klutz. Yeah. The um, UFO. Yeah, come on, Matt's I, into that. I have this bet on Matt. Uh, I, originally, I bet that UFOs were going to appear at the opening ceremony 
of the Olympic right. Games. But How I, much money did you put on that? I put on £333 to win £999,000. Right. Of course, but only I'd, if the UFOs do come. But I, 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 yeah. well, I, I mean, it's I've, given, cha- <laughs> I've changed the bet. I, I, I've changed it to the, the closing ceremony because logically yeah, they, Lord, they, yeah. they wouldn't come to disrupt the whole thing. Wait till it's finished. Wait till the down. Olympic Games is finished. That's so, when you do your so alien invasion. Maybe, Russell, can I offer you a third of my bet? Because you and Robbie Williams can help me win this bet just by wishing that Rainbow George will win the bet and you With wishes? Just wish... <laughs> just wish Wishes. and and um i do want you to win your bet george i've got nothing against you or your bet and i wish you a great deal of happiness wish it then i'm wishing i'm wishing don't i look like someone who's doing a wish but, but what, what about the boys dancing on, i don't on, like the sound of that mate that sounds embarrassing why is it embarrassing because i've got to stand on an eve dancing about with you and your lunatic mates <laughs> waiting for an alien to land no 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 you you you, you just have nice. to, <laughs> you, you ha- wouldn't do it Matthew, would you? Not with my legs. <laughs> Your so lovely muscular muscle legs. That's the problem. It's the Let's Start Again song. I, I need your voice on, 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 on oh, the song. God. Speaking, you don't have what? to sing it. What do I have to say? What is it? It's, I bet it's, it's stupid, there. Let, isn't Let's it? start again. Just let's start again. Wake Matt, up, wake up, wake up. Oh, dear. I'm, I'm filling up. <laughs> now, listen, here, and try to understand. We need to liberate ourselves from the governing classes, those lords of misrule, those silly asses. <laughs> There are a few of them, and many of us, and it's time to change without too much fuss. Come on, come on. We're preparing the way for a wonder age. A war on error is ours to wage. I like Matt's reading of it. I mean, can anyone ever recreate that kind of passion? Only you. You, you, You're you're the man that this is is written for. Let's start (laughs) He's got a brilliant singing voice, actually. I've got a lovely singing voice. A lot of people don't know this about um, me. If you want a thin, reedy warble (laughs) coming out down your radio, come to old Russ. Look, George. And we've got this scoring goals lyricist. Please wish us well. Sing it. Come on. No, don't fancy doing it, Matthew. (laughs) Don't fancy doing it. No, no, I'd I'd rather you spoke it. He started, George. He started. (laughs) George. Don't interrupt the magic, because then there'll be Come no on. spaceships. Come on, Tony. If you balls this up, George, the spaceships are if then come. <laughs> oh, Frank. <laughs> Look, George, why yeah. do you keep dragging me into these fiascos? I just... Because, look, I, I, I have a deep I, I, love and respect for you and your friendship with Peter Cook, a man who I've always very much admired. But you can't keep using that to crowbar me into schemes that can only be described as hare-brained. No, this is not hare-brained. You, because, talk, you talk revolution all the time, Yeah, Russell. that would be a proper meaning. It. It'll it be a proper revolution, yeah. Where's no, your normal? The only song between I mean, both I, of you is he talks quicker. <laughs> and I'm talking to Russell then. It's the same nonsense I've listened for both of you. There's no revolution. There will You're be both Revolution. Blinkered. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me in Rainbow George Blinkered? No, no, right, no. I'll do this song. That better not have been. Was that reverse psychology? No, I mean it. Did you do a reverse Both psychology on me? Because if I do this record and dance on an eaf and all I get is sodded in my back pocket for my troubles. Oh no, this is a wonderful thing, and and I am in touch with something cosmic that informs me that you are the man, Russell, that's going to be the catalyst to 
lead us all to a world of wonders. I, 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 world I do wonders. genuinely believe that. There will be a revolution, George, and I'm all over it. But don't you worry set about it the in motion on 888. I don't I d- want the revolution to start with a Boris dance, George. Oh, it's got to start well, come proper. up with your own pun dance. <laughs> a pun dance, come on. It's not going to be a pun dance-based revolution. We need a good economic system and a way of overthrowing patriotism. Oh, big words. Current, so there's a lot <laughs> yes, I do. Look, I've got whole policies, mate. Proper policies. My policies ain't based on puns. It's all population reduction. There's all when, sorts when of brilliant ideas. When do the land in your policy? <laughs> Middle of the games. <laughs> See? That's what's clever. <laughs> They're Ricky. taking part. They got the aliens, then you can use them for the final events. 100 yard dash. It's a Martian fella. He's going to be quick as you like. He can just warp himself to the finish line. Five seconds. He's going to make that other guy with red eyes from Canada look a proper tit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you remember him? Oh, red eyes. Yeah, what was his name? He cheated. In the cheated on the person. Tell him he was cheating because his eyes went red. Ben Johnson. That's like an evil thing, isn't it? Mm, red, red eyes. eyes. If someone's got red you... eyes, they're probably cheating. Ridiculous. Yeah. Never That's trust them. That's what I've been thinking as well, Matthew. Anyway, the, the red. <laughs> you try and be the great. No, no. <laughs> You've come here with your bleeding song. No, the what Revolutionary Souls Army, your commander-in-chief. I don't want to be controlling chief of the R Souls Army. <laughs> I can see the headlines. You've got <laughs> they your... don't look good. I... You can form your own special brigade, this group of people that will be your special guard. All right. And cause a stink wherever they, they go. They will become... Uh. Do enough of that hanging around with Matthew Morgan. Oh, they, will ca- forever losing they will become known as, as farters for justice. And, right, and, now... And, <laughs> George, we've got to do actual news now. I will contemplate your suggestions. Contemplate? Of course, uh, I'm going to make a commitment to another one of your madcap schemes. This uh, is not madcap. This is not <laughs> This is the most wonderful thing in the world. (laughs) You cannot build a revolution on puns. What you need is a charismatic megalomaniac with a bit of chutzpah, like old Russ. Now, we're going to have some actual news. news. Don't put me in no more adverts, George, without consent from Nick Linnin, all right? It's got to be best be grown up about it. And I probably won't Boris dance before the Olympics. Ricky Atten coming up later, but on the line now, we have got... Tim Westwood, it's been too long, Tim Westwood. Hey, how are you, Russell, man? I'm very, very good. It's lovely oh, to you, hear you your voice. Oh, you big celebrity now. You don't call me no more, brother. <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> You're just hitting a better class of girl right now, so you don't need to call me to hook you up. <laughs> Tim Westwood, I never looked at you as a pimp in a literal sense. Yeah, Much I think more you a... did. I did. You used to come to my parties and do the crazy frog on stage and catch girls, man. Yeah, I used to, and uh, I, know, I miss but those now days. You're Hollywood, baby, you've gone all Hollywood on us. Do you think? I, do you feel that I've changed, Tim? No. No, uh, yes. Tim. Yeah, you don't call me. When was the last time you called me? Consider this conversation very much a reconciliation <laughs> of the Brand Westwood dynasties. Okay, well, I, I appreciate you reaching out, man, because, you know, maybe I could have a small cameo in the next film. I'd like that very much. I can't think of a single <laughs> film that wouldn't be improved by the presence of the big dog himself, Tim Westwood. Me too. That's exactly my thoughts. How are you, bro? Well, good, thanks. You know, I'm in a, uh, what can only be described as a romance with a woman. It's all going very well. Oh, for really, really putting it out there? Well, not, you know, not, what do you mean? I've stopped putting it out there. That's, you know, there's no more bunker business. Oh, for real, congratulations, man. I, I, I really respect that, man. And I'm a very strong believer, if you're going to make that commitment, you, you mustn't break anyone's heart, brother. You, you've got to stay true, man. It's not about... 
you, you know, getting crazy and uh, and breaking a girl's Christ, heart, man. Don't get all serious. <laughs> we get you on here for a bit of fun. Don't go man. breaking people's I, hearts, man. You know, that's serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I feel but, that. I feel that. I feel that, brother. I feel you have a commitment now. Well, you, you know what I mean? All right, I am committed. I happen to be in love. When are you gonna bloody well get married to someone? I or finally admit I... that you're a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting for. Oh man, I'm going to hang up. No, <laughs> right. Now nah, it's cool, but you know me, man. I'm, you know, I, I'm focused on my work, and mm. you know, I, don't get me wrong, man. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I, I, I've got a shorty in my life. Don't get me wrong, Have man. You? Yeah. Isn't that a, a type of Scottish biscuit? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I've got a shorty in my life. Don't worry about me. I flam good. Oh, well, well I'm yeah, very man. glad to hear that because, and I... that's why I feel so strong. You mustn't, you know. Break a girl's heart, man. It's too easy to do. No, I won't. He's I won't do it. With his bird, isn't he? Yeah, are you with your bird now, mate? Are you showing off? <laughs> yeah. He's sat here with his Richard on his lap. <laughs> He's talking out of his eye He's winking at her. Exactly, as he says exactly. Ah, you're being manipulative. I like it. No, bro, no, I'm just telling how I feel, man. No, I'm that's good. Do you know what? I did not think, Tim Westwood, that you had such a deep and romantic soul. And I don't mind admitting, while you said that, I shed a single tear. I appreciate you From doing that. From my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You need to go and get that scene, too, brother. It shouldn't be dripping. <laughs> oh, Tim Westwood there. Oh, Tim Westwood. Come on, promote something, then. Oh, man. I don't have to do that, brother. I'm just happy to speak to you, brother. Well, what do you think of the state of the world, Tim? Is it all right? Is everything going to be okay? It goes on. Ain't no thing. Uh, it's not worth worrying about. You know what I mean? It's not worth worrying about. Just yeah, don't break I'm any still in rented accommodation. I'm all right. <laughs> 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 I still rent a single one-bedroom, you know what I mean, crib, so I'm all right. Why do you rent that one-bedroom crib? I, I know. Oh, it's, it's got like it. I went around it once. It's just loads of shoes. Exactly, man. <laughs> it's, like, I, I, it's like living in a bedsit, man, because one room is my clothes. The shoes is like living in... Freeman, Hardy and Willis. It's like, exactly. living, in it's like living in a okay. shop. It's a mess. I don't know, man. I, it's just like, I come here, go to sleep, go out again. Yeah, you, know? you work very hard, didn't you? Trying to, man. We're doing all this summer stuff right now, running through places. What are you so doing? What, doing sort of outdoor things? Festivals yeah, and whatnot? Nah, no, like, like no, Mali and Napa, Zanti, Tenerife, Magaluf, all that stuff. Like I'm going to take week. a real risk and ask Tim Westwood a serious question. I <clears> wish you would. Right, here it comes. It's coming up now. What do you think, like, you know, with this time, with this sort of uh, vaguely hysterical tabloid climate around uh, youth knife culture, do you think that the, the, the association between hip-hop and violence is negative? What do you think, mate? Come on, say something about it. I, I, I mean, on the real, I think it's very easy to blame hip-hop for the troubles. And, you know, you know there was n it's not hip-hop causing this knife violence in any which way, man. It, it's like some real deep-rooted problems of gangs in society, of, it, it like, you know, young people not feeling, you know, like, connected and being part of society, being left on the outside. It's issues like that which you have to address. It you know? is, isn't it? It's not, it's not music, man. Music's not causing this. You know, I think for young people out there, man, they, they have a rough time, man. I think, you know, a lot of young people going to school now are... Uh, you, you know, I, I wouldn't imagine that there's probably a single kid in London who hasn't been robbed, you know, uh, you know, going to school or, you know... And, and, I don't you know, like that statistic, get... Tim. 
Yeah. There must I, be I, one. I, yeah, also, yeah, though, but I, I think you're speaking. I think you're speaking a lot of sense, Tim. And I think you're right about that. We do need more social integration. We need to uh, alleviate the root causes, the, the poverty exactly. and the gang culture, and people feeling alienated from society and that they don't have a stake in society. And I think exactly. the, the solution to that might be a pun-based Morris dance on Hampstead Heath. I've just had Rainbow George on this uh, show. He's always trying to get me hooked into his... Like, do you know Rainbow George? He's a, he was an acolyte of the, the late, great Peter Cook. And he's forever trying to get me roped into what I can only describe as loopy causes. You know, like, he tried to get me to be mayor last year. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I would have voted for you. Oh, oh. oh Tim, you'd have been... Oh. I would have been there for you for that. Would have been a dream ticket. Me and Westwood striding forward. Matt, don't shake your head at the prospect of me and Westwood governing London, because it would be bloody fun. They wouldn't have I don't think people would have wanted me, but I don't know, brother. I don't know, man. I don't think Morris dancing is the way ahead. No. I think you're right. I think bells, white socks, pulled up real high. Funny hats. You're making it sound good, though. I'm getting turned on. Also, you dress a bit unusual sometimes. Remember when you come round your house and you dress me up in your clothes? I felt like my old personality went out the window. And Matt said a very good point. You were, like, totally unrecognisable. Yeah, I was, didn't I? Once you tuck your hair up into that cap, once you put those baggy jeans on, you look ridiculous. His whole personality melted away. Melted away. We saw him for what he was. A twit. There was nothing left, frightened man in a big coat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. That's why I dress like this now. Much more better. Now, Mr Westwood, I would like to praise you from the bottom of my heart, because I once went to a thing of yours where I'd done all that dutty wine and crazy frog and all them other dances that scared me to my very core with them, them lads you were hanging around with. Nicky and Nike and all these punks, yeah. I might describe them as. But I think you create a very beautiful atmosphere, and I think that you might be part of the solution to the yeah. problem of youth alienation, because there was a very strong sense of community in that room. And after the first 10 minutes, where I was deeply frightened, and then the second 20 minutes, where I was humiliated and embarrassed with the dancing I was doing, I began to realise that you are, in a way, a, a sort of beyond an icon, but very much a bonder of men, bringing people together through music in the best way possible. And that is why I'd like to use this opportunity to to kiss you, Tim Westwood, in a metaphorical way, not in a way that would upset you and your cultural beliefs, but in a way that you might quite like. Now, how do you like that for a statement? Uh, well, that, that, that made me feel real good, brother, and I, I appreciate you reaching out like that, man. Not at all. Appreciate that. Do you sound a little bit moved? Are you going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry, man, but it's nice of you to say that, man. I, I don't think it's necessarily true, but I like <laughs> what you say, and I think it sounds good on radio too, man. I think that's really make me blast off and people, you know, because some cats take me too seriously. I don't know what blast off means, <laughs> but if it means what I think it means, you're a naughty, naughty boy! <laughs> Go get a tissue! <laughs> you're saucy oh. Tim Westwood! Do you, want, do you want me and Matt to come on your radio show again? Because there's brother. nothing you like me on a hip hop radio show to show you what a silly planet we live on. It's, it's, it's classic, man. It's classic, but you blast off at the same time, man. Ah, well, not today. We don't blast off. At the so same what are you doing later? I, I did just blast just off when he nearly us. cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Matt used to blast off in Union, but a lot of people said it was bad manners. <laughs> One girl had to go to an optician. <laughs> it, was, it was an ugly palaver all round. Tim, it's so lovely talking to you. You're absolutely thank fantastic. You. Thanks very much for your time, you. mate. And, and, and your man, your, your film is hilarious, dog. Oh, thank you. A lot, a lot of cats talk. Talking about it, man, you felt Cheers. the film is hilarious. Would you like to yeah. reiterate what you once said that I'm a ghetto superstar? Because I rather enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, ghetto celebrity, man. Thank you. I like Cats that. We're really happy to have you in the building, man. And that was years ago, man. I know. That I might was come years back. ago. What would it? What would it be like now? Probably much worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it'd be, be crazy. Brilliant. I want to come there. I want to. I'll turn up at one of your events. I'd like that. 
yo, we, we, we do something around the corner every Monday in Leicester Square. Brilliant. And, yeah, man. Free for ladies all night. It's crazy. I it? like your style. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. a man, Tim. <laughs> yeah. yo, and what's up to Matt as well? Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, yeah. man. He's yeah, there. Speech, yeah. He doesn't yeah. normally say man like that, Tim. So you've, uh, his personality fell over <laughs> like a thin read. I say man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah, look, he just, he put his hands in and did that finger click thing just now, and then he did the west side side of his fingers, <laughs> then he looked like he was going to get arthritis. Tim, thank you very much. It was lovely All talking right, to you, mate. Cheers, Tim. Ta-da right, now. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, aren't he lovely? You forget how but lovely people said... are. That what? was good, dog. A lot of cats talking about it. <laughs> There's too much cats and dogs. There's too many animals in there to you think of it. You walk the walk, a lot of dogs are in it. I want to throw you a bone. <laughs> I'm going to take a cat nap. <laughs> too many cats just, and dogs yeah. related idioms. I saw the film Cats vs. Dogs. That's not a film. That's just something you think about. It's a film where cats are against you idiot. dogs. You dreamt that. They it's a film. Cats versus dogs, yeah. a film. It's that's such a what, granddad. That's what you think in about in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, what win between cats and dogs? Cats, cats are cats Dogs are more dangerous. <laughs> huh? So, well, well, if only they could team up and like, maybe spoil a jewel hoist or something. There is a film called Cats. You poor, yeah, poor boys. Thanks, G. You poor deluded sods. Oh, sorry. While I'm out watching Ibsen plays and reading no. Shelley to my girlfriend at Amsterdam Eve, you're watching Cats and Dogs like a couple of tits. You're stuck in the 80s watching Coming to America and Secret <laughs> of My Success. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie, this. I like this. Yeah. Hold up. You'd achieve anything if you wanna. And why wouldn't you wanna? This is my Bible, this film. Secret of My Success. Okay, I can recreate this. Exactly. Hold on. Who is this Teen Wolf guy? <laughs> Matthew Morgan! Later oh. on, we're going to be talking to... <laughs> Just showed his disgusting little nipples. They're lovely, them nipples, mate. They're not. They're like chocolate buttons. They're gorgeous. You said jelly tots before, mate. And now you're saying chocolate buttons. Because they've gone brown. Don't Making tease him like that. Top. This is Radio 2. <laughs> Mickey, you're mad. Online and on digital. <laughs> 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 you don't even know what on digital oh, yeah, is. Oh, I've got things on my list. Oh, good boy. Well, you look after that then. <laughs> oh, do you want me to get your blanket? Poor cat. Hold on. Who's this coming down? Oh, God. Oh, is it Pudsy Pudsy's turned up here. Jonathan, Jonathan Ross. Ross. <laughs> Jonathan Ross has given us the finger. He's coming in. <laughs> come in, Jonathan. Come in. Please welcome to the show, Hello. Jonathan Ross. Hello, Hello are you well? Very well. What's going on? Well, you know, we're doing our, oh, our edgy Radio 2 show. Didn't I feel fit in? Yeah, no one listens to this. You know, <laughs> as well as I do, it's on late at night. They've only got you on because you're in the tabloids. <laughs> no one has any respect for your talent whatsoever. And what are those absurd jeans you're Welcome wearing? Welcome to the show! <laughs> <laughs> Ross, everyone! He's wearing jeans <laughs> with a kind of, with a sort of a, 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 a fly area zipped up to the side. As if you don't advertise your fallacy enough every time you open your mouth. Fallacy, <laughs> yeah. What do you want to calm down? I ain't seen you for six months. How are you getting on? How are you getting on with your new lovely lady? I've seen in the paper. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful, isn't she? I've even downloaded well. Grudge 2, hoping to see her, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, she is in the film Grudge 2, as well as December Boys with uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, no matter what, we, we want to see her in films where she's dressed as a schoolgirl. Grudge 2, check it out. <laughs> we do not belittle my romance, Jonathan. I'm not belittling your romance. It's so nice to hear you referring to something as a romance. It's lovely. It's charming that there's still some level of not only, you know, poetry inside you, but also self-deception. <laughs> well, <clears throat> thanks for coming. Anyway, children in need. Uh, if you What's... know a child and oh, yeah. it wants some money, I say, give it. 
admit it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the uh, message they're sending out. What Give are you money coming to... for? To hurt my feelings? What's yes, going on? Yes, I, that's all I want to do is hurt your feelings. <laughs> I spend a lot of time plotting to do that with other friends who are equally jealous of your meteoric rise to fame and your irresistible attraction to the female sex. We just want to hurt your feelings <laughs> and belittle you. We already managed to bring down Chris Evans. He used to be big. Look at him now. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a grey ghost walking the corridors of Radio 2. Well, we're going to do the same to you, Brand. I'm warning you now. I've got a peel in America. I've got a whole nother career you've away got, from this. You've got two years tops and you've got to work on that image. We all know that. How much longer can you play a pop star I've for? Already... You've got about 18 months in America and then you've got to smarten up your act. Come on, oh, let's see God. you with short hair. Let's see you do it then. Yeah. Oh, I'll be good with short hair. I'll be able to play solicitors, everything. I, I think I've seen you in short hair. He was in an episode of Casualty years ago or The Bill yeah. or something. The Bill, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant bit of acting by me. That I played well, a racist. You look first class. You look better now than you did then as well. You filled out a little bit and you've grown into your face. Back then he looked a little bit ratty, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's still a sort of you know, rat element. You know. Look at these two. Sorry, that's so my phone going. Phone off. Oh, that's a good ringtone, isn't it? That's from Sparks. Lovely. King of media, Jonathan Ross. Don't even know how to turn his oh, phone off. Do you t what's the matter with uh, you? I'm turning it off now. That's my wife calling me saying, what are you doing? Where are you? Come home. Panicking already. Yeah, don't what hang kind out of marriage you. is that? If you're don't not home, out. on the dot. She's what a pedestrian domestic life. You must leave. You finished your show ten <laughs> seconds ago. You're not home yet. Jane's all over the blower, panicking. What's are you, up? Are you acknowledging this is the pre-record? <laughs> I, I was trying to pretend it was still going out live. <laughs> no, no. We're very honest on our well, radio that's good. show. This is the future, days. Jonathan. That's what it's like <laughs> nowadays, bless you, you poor <laughs> old son. What, you mean you don't get some of the phone in, money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only helping children in need out for very obvious reasons. Me and Terry, back pocket. No, that's oh. not true. That's not true. Look at him uh, say, oh, we can learn from this. I hope you're watching this, Matthew, for when you do Matthew your heavy metal show on Six Music. Oh, you're doing heavy metal show? Well, it's no. been talked about. Do they still make heavy metal about. music? I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like they called it all indie now. No, I don't know. He's got something he no, gets it's... up to in a club with scruffy Where's folks. this bear? I wanted to meet Pudsy Bear. Oh, yeah, we no, we haven't got Pudsy. What we've got is we've got a small Pudsy that we're going to have a photograph taken. He don't with. talk on nothing, though, Pudsy, does he? No, he doesn't. And you can speak better than that. <laughs> what's all this, why is this faux common voice coming out? He don't talk on nothing, Pudsy. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brand, your days are numbered with that tired old routine. You better smarten up or she'll be the next Dermot O'Leary. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, these people are all very dear friends of me personally and of the radio station. Don't put me in a position where I have to be the professional one. I don't like this. Oh, you see, it's good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, do well, you like it? it seeing there's me. No, there's nothing wrong with seeing him trying to earn a bit of money for once, is there? You no, know, he good. comes in, he breezes in. <laughs> An hour like late. A, like a, a dealer from Camden Lock. Was he late today? An hour late. That's shocking. And there's no, and you know what? There's no excuse for that. And we know why you're late. We know what you're doing. <laughs> and it's not like you're not getting plenty the rest of the time. So why keep these fellas waiting? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just because you're at home with Grudge 2. <laughs> She's not actually called Grudge 2. She is now. <laughs> oh, don't call my bird Grudge. Grudge is what you've got against my bird's in success. That's the only Grudge in this situation. You see how he turned it around? Like yes, with language. Another of my skills. <laughs> acting. Another thing I'm good at. That bird bear don't talk on nothing, do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you dragged that soft R out for two and a half bloody decades. Still, you, you, know, you know full well, when I use the R on the show, you know it's the equivalent of breaking the safety glass. Is we're in trouble, we need a laugh. I'll go, what the, where's my Fawawi? There <laughs> 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 he goes. Oh, he's got the soft arms. Let's give him another 10 years. Poor what? old sword. Here, have another 18 million. Russell. Develop a new speech impediment. Russell. What? What? Uh, Russell, Russell, are you mm. watching The Big Brother? I know you're not in the country for long these days. What with your global success, but are you watching The Big Brother? I'm afraid I've had very little time for, the, oh, for that you sort love of it. thing. It's actually, I on? think it's back on good form. It's entertaining again. Well, what's the, happening? This self-deluded lunatics locked in a small mm -hmm. space. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Did you see that? It's like that, that, the 
last time I saw something as grotesque as that <laughs> was when I interviewed Patrick Moore in the 80s <laughs> and on a live TV show, the top part of his dentures fell out oh. and I had to ignore it. I had to pretend it wasn't. That was like a big bit of some sort of like grudge to spittle came out of your mouth. <laughs> some sort of like natural lubricant you stored behind your teeth. <laughs> I do have an extra gland that most men do not have to keep things lubricated. Now listen, listen. let's get Pudsy in here then, do what you've got to do. Come in, in well, it's frankly, a, you're becoming just difficult. A, oh, just Lord. When you come in, this is some nice people from Children in Need, and they come, they make a, they're mainly, you're, you're of Wogan's constituents, yes, aren't you, yeah. really? They're, they're Terry's fans, initially, right. and they, they've kind of come, they've got used to me being on Radio 2, but frankly, they all still violently hate your presence here. Right. But I've said, never mind that, try and overcome <laughs> that, and have a picture of him, because it will sell your calendar to a whole different market. Uh, oh, there's my phone again. Turn I'm it sorry, off, no, didn't uh, turn it off last I turned, I, I said you? no to it, but I, I didn't know that she'd call me again. Oh, okay. dear. I'll take you in a second. Okay, boy, see, I'm meant to be meeting someone, that's why. Who's it, the missus? No, I'm meeting her, but I'm meeting, well, it's a friend's birthday, we're meant to be going out, but I've, I've given of my time for the children in need. Right. Uh, oh, unlike God. you, who are here doing a show anyway, and you've actually <laughs> used this to fill some of your airtime. So it's like, <laughs> it shows you who cares and who doesn't. Yeah, she said that he hates Pudsy Bear earlier as well. I don't like him much because of like, it's just, you know, whining. You, but you don't like any disabled people you told me <laughs> once, didn't you? <laughs> it was like, he, he said he gets furious when he sees a ramp. He says, what a waste of space. <laughs> and like, it's hard enough finding the right lift button anyway. Never mind all these knobbly bits for blind people. It oh, annoys him. Yeah. It annoys him. It does. It He's him not sick. a nice man, ladies and gentlemen, really. <laughs> well, look, well, even while these criticisms are being levelled, I'm being photographed with Pudsy Bear, and may I say, give generously to Children in Need, and Great Ormond Street, and Focus All. Help all charities, do all you can, be a good and lovely person. Try not to become self-absorbed, and I promise that as I, t I too eventually wither, I will not become this cruel parody of success that sticks <laughs> at the table across from me, Jonathan Ross. There you are, madam, please. I'm, it's happy, I'm very happy to support uh, Children in Need in when, any way that I can. Okay. What is there anything I do other than having that photo done? That's fine. That's yeah. enough. Right. See, okay. I told you that he's not as good looking as Steve Wright, but he's just as friendly. <laughs> isn't he? Okay. Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, that's oh, all we have time for this week. Oh, I forgot. I thought it was a proper show with like a beginning and an end, not just the ramblings of a mad preapic fool. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we bill it as, but oh, yeah. actually, it's quite postmodern. Sure, it's almost quarter past the hour. Shouldn't uh, Noel Shouldn't Gallagher be phoning in? <laughs> <laughs> you toddle off and meet your wife and get all your domestic life, eh? And leave us out here on the cutting edge, yeah? Let me hang out with the cool kids a little bit longer. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it in here? How many cameras are... What are you doing? You're filming this and you've got Everything's a sitting over there just now. reading. What's this fella doing? He's just sitting there reading. It's That's like... our poet laureate of the show, Mr G. But he seems embarrassed. With... He seems embarrassed to be involved That's with you. That's because you've turned up. I don't think that is correct, Mr G, is it? I think you're pleased to see me. We had Tim Westwood on here before you. Another. I can do Tim Westwood just as well. Blah, 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 done with the kid and ting in it. What happening now? The big massive rise and shine. I don't know what he rise says. Just don't know. Wakey, wakey. He does all that, doesn't he? That, I believe so. <laughs> Heidi, hi. He does all that stuff, doesn't he? Well, yeah, that's Ted Bovis. I'm going to go now. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. How lovely to see you. Hey, what's will you come around later? Yeah, I'll come around. It'd be you lovely to see you. Yeah, I'll pop over. You can bring grudge through? <laughs> I'll bring grudge through over, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, right, lovely Jonathan. people. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Oh, Jonathan Ross. Well, what a joy it is to have him in here. All right, mate. See you there we All go. Well, He's quiet, isn't he? <laughs> Can't get nothing out of him. Don't contribute, does he? <laughs> Comes in here all timid. <laughs>
It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, there he is with his personality, Jonathan Ross. I wonder what stuff will have been lost uh, for the actual broadcast version of that. Perhaps the bit where he tells me to F off, they, that, that won't Just be usable. That. Don't cut anything else out. Well, I wouldn't like anything else to be cut out. I think it's all very good radio. But what about the bit where he falsely claims that I don't like disabled people? Well, it's obviously a joke. Yeah, it's clearly a joke, you think, that? Yeah. I mean, Pudgy Bear is an icon of children in need. You so know. you were just saying you don't like the bear. It's totally I don't like that bear. I, a, I like yeah. it even less since they brought that little one of him in here. Well, he looks like he's been sort of made more funky They've and made modern. it up a bit. I give it eyelashes. What? The one I just had my photo done, we've had eyelashes. I've just been sick. I know, I tasted a bit of sick in my mouth just then. Now, on the phone with us, we are privileged, honoured, Proud to present perhaps Britain's greatest living fighter, it's Ricky the Hitman Hatton. Hello, Ricky. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, good, thanks. What are you doing? You on your way to go somewhere in an aeroplane? Uh, I am, yeah, and I'm in Bournemouth at the minute. I've done a bit of a, a tour doing, um, doing theatres, doing a bit of stand-up now. How's it going? It's going great, mate. Not getting too many laughs, you know. I think everyone thinks I'm boring or something. But, Don't worry uh, about that. You mustn't, don't get bogged down with people's reaction. How long do you do? How long's the show? Uh, well, we do about 50 minutes, and I've done, um, I've done, this week I've done Blackpool, York, Stevenage, uh, Southend, and Bournemouth, and it's been, uh, it's been really, really good. It's been really good. I, I think it's gone down well, so yeah. uh, I might have another career after. Yeah, no, I bet, I bet. Uh, isn't your warm-up Frank Bruno? Yeah, Frank Bruno was on, uh, on before me, and uh, I feel very, very privileged, because obviously Frank's a... Uh, a national treasure, and he, you know, mm. uh, everyone in the nation loves him. And the fact that you know I'm sharing a stage with him makes me uh, makes me very, very proud, mate. Do you do anything with him? Do you and Frank ever get on together and do like a bit of banter or something? No, no. He, I mean, he goes on first, and I go on after. But uh, I've done a lot of do's with uh, with Frank, you know, and he's uh, he's an absolute gentleman. I know he had uh, a couple of problems a few years back, and it's nice to see him fighting fit and on his feet and uh, and looking looking as good as ever. Really, I mean, and uh, everybody, you know. He was like Frank was a little bit of the people's champion, so the fact that I'm on on the stage with Frank is uh, yeah. You can't get better than that, I suppose. You have that. He's one of the people he like inspires a lot of warmth in people. People naturally like Frank Bruno. People like you. It's a lot of responsibility, Ricky. What are you going to do now? You're off going. You ain't going off fighting, are you? Is that why you're getting on an airplane to go off and have a fight? No, no, no. It's uh, I've got still got a few more weeks off, but. Um, Got to get back on the uh, airplane, get back to Manchester. But uh, it's been very, you know, five days out on the road with with Frank. Had a f fantastic time, but I need to get back to sunny old Manchester now. And uh, but I think I start I start training about middle of August because my, my next fight's uh, November the twenty second uh, mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. So uh, be able to take all my me army of fans over and have a nice little trip away and hopefully win win my sixth world title. I reckon you most likely will. How come, Ricky, when you when you're not training, you go all fat and drink too much and nuts? What happens to you? Well, I just you know um, I'm, I'm just I'm just no different to the to the man on the street, and I'd like to think that's why I have the following that, that I do do. I mean, there's no airs and graces about me. I mean, uh, there ain't no airs or graces. <laughs> where most people are probably turn around and say, "Well, yeah, I don't drink and I don't, I don't go out and I'm in bed for eight o'clock." And mm. I'm, I think I'm probably a little bit, little bit more honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah I, do put a, I met I, you the I other day. You was drunk. Like oh, a, I, was, I, I, was, I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Noel Gallagher said to me, he goes that you turned up there at seven o'clock in the morning, not knowing what the event was about, and, and immediately demanded, not demanded, requested aftershave. Possibly to drink it. Well, I did know what the event was about because I have uh, I have a lot of loves 
I have a few lovers in my life. Not as much as you, mate, but <laughs> <laughs> I have a few lovers in my life. And, you know, one is obviously my family. Mm. Secondly is my boxing and obviously Manchester City. But, I mean, yeah. after that comes, uh, that comes Oasis. So for, to present uh, Noel with, with an award is an yeah. absolute dream. And uh, to go out and have a few bevy, bevies with him after was just... Uh, one of the, I think it was one of the best nights I've, I've had, so I believe. He's well, pr- yeah, no, well, reports were you had a lovely evening. Matt Morgan, my friend who's here now, he was there with you and he said you seemed to enjoy it and he's taken some photographs of you enjoying yourself, which we can have sent on to you. Oh, that, well, that'd be, that'd be absolutely fantastic. They don't compromise you. I'm absolutely a massive Oasis fan and to, uh, to spend the night with one of you, one, one of you, it's just, just, a fan, just a fantastic day all around, I'm sure you'd agree, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Ricky, what if you get all drunk and forget that you're a world-class boxing expert and punch someone in the face all angry? Would that ever happen? <laughs> nah, I mean, I know, I know I do boxing for a living, but really, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter, really. Yeah, you are. Not, not quite in your class, mate, but I mean... <laughs> you did ask to borrow my, my sex genital. Now, uh, what, I know, I know, but, and, and I tell you what, I'd have looked after it if you had it done. I would love, I'd love to have it. I'd like, I wish we could do some sort of life swap thing where I could have your fighting ability for like a, a week or something and go and beat up some school bullies or something and you could borrow my willy and go around Manchester diddling folk with what I can only describe as remarkable elan and skill. <laughs> well, that, that would be that would be something, mate. <laughs> it would be lovely, wouldn't it? Well, it would, mate. Ricky Atten, unless it, it'd be nice to get you down here because Noel's not turned up because we're pre-recording this show, so Noel Gallagher don't know we're doing it. Cause, you know, he generally comes on every week, bless his heart, and I know he, he he feels a very deep affection for you, so he'll be sorry that he missed you. You should come down here next time you're in the south. Come come and see us properly. Come in here, will you? Will do, mate. It would be an absolute pleasure, mate. All right, take care of yourself, Ricky. Britain Thank loves you, Russell, you, mate. All right, ta-da. Ah. Oh, he's lovely, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he sweet? Ricky Atten. What? What are you looking at me for? Nothing. Well, you're looking at me all strange. You're doing one of your little looks. I didn't know Frank Bruno was... Ah, here it is. Here it is. I knew there was something. Here it is. It's about Frank Bruno. What are you going to say? Go on. I thought he was still... Unwell. I didn't realise he'd turned to stand-up. That's quite a bounce back, isn't it? He's bounced right back at it, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) He's bounced back too hard. That's a hell of a bounce. Like a squash ball. Yeah. Because one minute, as I remember, <laughs> he was riding a bike with no shoes and socks on. There was one of the images that stayed in my mind. And didn't he sleep on a trampoline? I think he slept on a trampoline, mate. In the garden. Which I can see why you do that, because it's probably quite good fun. Well, I think you'd, you'd be more mad to sleep in a rockery. Yeah. Sleep in the, on the trampoline. Like the bed. Gar- it's bed like. He's bed-like. outside. Unless he, in the middle of the night, he sort of punched his pillow, sent himself skyrocketing, old <laughs> Frank, when <laughs> well, the demons come. Of course he is. I met Frank Bruno during that period. He seemed right as rain, actually. He was living in uh, like one of them health farms I used to go to. You know, when I'd clear off to a spa for a bit, I went down one of them. I see Frank Bruno there. He seemed all right. He'd be okay, wouldn't he? Yeah. I suppose we should get him here, shall we? Yeah. All right. Let's get him on the show. Let's get him in here. If he's Still doing stand-up, like... he must be fine. Well, he'd be, yeah, no, that's an indication of fine mental stability, <laughs> <laughs> in my experience. Yeah, no, he'll be good as gold. Hmm. Yeah, I, Ricky Atten is lovely, isn't he? <clears throat> I wouldn't, but I'm still tempted to see what it'd be like to, you know, I don't, what would you, what if he did it at, like, just 10% or something, just so you could feel the speed of the punches? It just might yeah, be I'd sort like of exhilarating pu- like in a fight punch, club way. Give me a dead arm. 
Yeah, it's all probably just all different, like a machine punching you or something. I'd like maybe we'll go and watch some boxing, shall we? You yeah. know, Lynn, my housekeeper, her son's one of the best young boxers in the country, young John Ryder. So perhaps we should go and uh, see him do a bit of fighting. Yeah, worries me a bit because he's only eighteen, and I don't like the idea of him suddenly, you know, like that. I couldn't go with him. Get out. You know, without this knowledge that if he 80s wanted to, attitude. <laughs> what? What's that eighties attitude? What would you ever have to say when eighteen year old lad? Get out! Well, he might. I don't know. Say, hey, sling your hook. <laughs> sling your hook. Here, you nick my gold delicious. Get your <laughs> hands out of my orchard. I don't know. Perhaps I'll catch you in my bird's bloomer jaw. No, oh, but he's, he's one of those people who's good at fighting who's mm. just turned all zen. Not zen. Oh, like, Ricky Atten or the young, no, young John? Young lad. Well, young Rick, John. Yeah. He's very sort of quiet. quiet. He carries quiet. it inside he himself. Going, Hello, who wants to fight then? Oh, yeah, you after something? Yeah, you want some? Imagine you were good at fighting. <laughs> It'd be a problem, wouldn't it? I think it might be. Board meetings would be difficult. <laughs> um, actually, I was quite good at fighting as a lad, actually. It's only when I got. Were like, you? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, did, I didn't. I, I could kill them all. Chicks. <laughs> baby birds all Look, over the you're place. You're the one who showed baby birds each other's bodies. You killed baby birds in your at at. Hey, they died of natural causes. As natural as a cause can be <laughs> in the back of an at at with Lando Carizian looking on. These are all Star Wars references. Star Wars references. For the ladies. For the, yeah. Hey, some of you girls, my little pony. What about him? What no, bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hated my little pony. We've talked you. about this recently, haven't we? No, why? Why did you hate my little pony, mate? Just because it had no movable parts. Yeah, it was Why frustrating. Why did girls like it? It had one leg up. Puff it in and out, that's and then, about it. Yeah. Puff, I think puff. you could move its head a bit. They, all they did was brush its hair and brush its tail. Brush, brush, brush. Where's the fun in that? Where's the violence? Where's the war? Where's the sex? Hey, Nowhere. Yeah. Unlike my childhood games, full of sex and war. Anyway, talking about people going a little bit mad. Oh yeah, who is it? Not me. Yes. Oh, what have I done? Well, you've Cuff some of that water, pass this it over, yeah. mate. Come on, there come on, go. mate. Play the that's game, water. son. He thinks that's water. Mm. Um, you wait. This water is making me cry. All through your life, you've had an amazing memory. Oh yeah. And the other day, when we said we were going to do gigs at the Drill Hall, mm. which is a theatre in London, yeah, you went never been there. Drill Hall. I've Don't know never heard of it. I've never been there. No. We said no, no. We did like six gigs there last year. No, we didn't. No, not me. Ah, I can't wait to go to this drill hall. Oh, sounds great, doesn't it? Where Big is it? Big Brothers, Big Mouth. No, that wasn't. No, me. I don't know about that. Yeah, so you've like memories have fallen out your brain. I don't need all my memories. And then I'll when get some we new ones. we go, no, you remember it. Describe it to me. Describe it to me. Tell me what happened. And then someone had to say. You had sex with someone in a toilet. Then. Oh, yes. Oh, that was the ah, best day of my life. Hang on. Oh, that's happened in about 2,000 <laughs> theatres across Britain. What's the toilet I like? don't have sex in the toilets anymore. And I must say, you don't really miss it once you stop doing it. Just, you know, sex in a toilet, it's not right, really. All that poo everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Earth are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing. You, what? How many people do you think you've had sex in a toilet with? Quite a lot, mate, over the years. You know, I remember the early days of sex in toilets when we were first on MTV. I'd pop in there during that, we'd making that show, dance floor chart. I'd go in the toilet. Well, even then you were doing it. Yeah, I can remember having sex in the you toilet. You told me you were going in there <laughs> to read a book. I didn't want to worry you, Matthew. You had a lot on your mind. <laughs> Little, oh, you're all fresh faced, 17, bless you, full of dreams. 17? You didn't know me when I was 17. You were lovely full. then. Oh, you had the oh, world in your feet. You remember you when you did done your Oh, you were brilliant. He wore that little luminous strap. His first day of cubs. Oh, <laughs> not one badge he didn't get. Not one badge. Right, come on, should we do an item or something? Should we do an item? Want to do an item? I'll do an item. 
I've I'm still got one more thing on my list. Come on then, what is it? So what if I've lost my memories? I don't need all no, of them. I'm worried about you because you've never uh, you've got an amazing memory. Yeah, but only I remember things worth knowing. That's all. Oh, well, like six gigs that you did last year. Got a shot of them, mate. Cleared that out. Need their memory space for something else. Oh, got the Cocoa Pops song. Take it over that bit of space. Need another version. A few new versions <laughs> of Cocoa Pops in there now. That's all right. And a Gillette song. Got that in there as well. No reverse. Yeah, but your memory for lyrics is uncanny. Well, it's good. It's important to know a lyric. Coming in, do an item. Do you want to do an item? Uh, we could have done gay with Ricky Hatton, that would have been funny. Oh, we've got to do gay. No, we're we doing gay? Well, let's have a look. It's a sort of gay problem. Long-term boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Sex with blokes, blah, blah, blah. I have a gay. I'm gay, this, gay, that. Oh, nothing wrong with being gay. Apparently, the anecdotes are good. Our producer, Gareth Roy. Gareth Roy with his little bag of pharmaceuticals is claiming. Mark Johnson's anecdote. <clears throat> Here's what she says. My wife's nan, Doreen, was having lunch, says Mark. With a sa lunch with a salad at her daughter's when she ate some peppers and said, These are nice, what are they called? I must get some. Her daughter replied, They're called peppers, you can get them at the supermarket. A week later, she was asked if she got some peppers and she replied, I got some, but when I peeled them, there was nothing inside. <laughs> <laughs> you silly old cow! That is the, the skin's the thing you eat, you tough oh, man! Bird. <laughs> oh, Christ, get out of here! Give us your pension money! Oh, well, that's alright. Right, it? Poor old lovely Nan. Yeah, we didn't do a jingle. Let's do the jingle for anecdotes. Hello, oh, dear. Hello, dear. Dear, cry me pipes and everything. Things that Nan say. Things we say. We don't know what we're doing, do we? Oh. Hello, welcome to an anecdote. This is from Leon. He says, uh, for about a decade now, my Nan has always called Richard and Judy Judith and Richard show. <laughs> oh, I better watch the Judith and Richard show. It's my programme. P.S. Looking forward to Ponderland. Do look forward to Ponderland. What a great show it'll be. Other television programmes are available. Won't have me in them, though, so what's the point in watching? Uh, mm, I went on Richard and Judy just yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I didn't bring up that time that Richard never came on our show when he was menu. Do you remember that? And then his oh, PA yeah. came on Very and he got her on the days. phone. Dark days. Dark days for I, us. I, I blundered into mentioning. Didn't you be sick on the radio once? Yes. Why did you do it? Let's do another anecdote. What did you blunder into mention? Oh, yeah, the thing you must never mention about Richard. about Richard. We all know or it. Or Winona Ryder. Never mention. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Win that Winona Ryder and Richard, and they did not do. You used to be a shop fitter, didn't you, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I says here, you shop fitted. <laughs> Dear Russell, says Michael, my grandma once said to me, I like to make love, not war, and then proceeded to wink at me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I wouldn't like that for grandma, would you? Mind you, that to have sex is we wouldn't be here, would we, dear? You know, and if you find that disturbing, well, get over it. Oh, yeah, when you think of, like, a sexy grandma. Will speak like that. They had sex once. So I know, the dirtiest kind oh, of sex, it goes I reckon. In there, does it? Oh, there it is. Oh, blimey. Oh, you, oh, you let that go quickly, didn't you? You're enthusiastic. Oh, going round the back, are you? Oh, dear. Oh, right, stop it. Don't sexualise nans. You'd sexualise something. I questioned. Oh, yeah. That no, that's true, you did. Like... No, that's fair. No, fair point, mate. Fair point. You questioned it. You're a great interrogator. <laughs> no, you're a keen mind. I I'll miss you when you're gone. This is from Deborah. She says, I was listening to your show with my grandma. She said, why does he keep going on about nanny goats? <laughs> <laughs> she'd, oh, she'd nanicdote about nanicdotes. Nanicdotes are a perfect pun, isn't it? Huh? Nanicdotes. What a great pun. We are using puns, so we're no better than Robo George, really. Well, except we're not saying let's build a system of government around anecdotes, are we? I think you are. 
I am. <laughs> <laughs> we are no better than Rainbow George. I've got a collection of anecdotes stored up, says Katie. My nan <laughs> pronounces bio yogurt as B.O. yogurt. Do you want some B.O. on your pudding, dear? B.O. yogurt. All oniony on your dinner. I haven't smelled B.O. for years. I've missed B.O. Where are we going to get some? Good old B.O. Let's grow our own. <laughs> ah, let's get some I haven't B.O. smelled back. like strong B.O. for a long time. No. All right, well, let's not use deodorant and that, well, we'll have our own B.O., will we? I think so. We can I think that's B.O. how it works. I think so, Matthew. I'm I getting think... nostalgic about B.O. B.O., eh? move on. Oh, B.O. Oh, hey, careful, he's got B.O. <laughs> <laughs> People would tell you. That new fella's got B.O. <laughs> he's got B.O. He came round, he seemed quite nice, but then I smelled him and he had B.O. <laughs> <laughs> And then if it's not him, we'll kick him out, won't we, Matt? Yeah, but we want him. We do want him. He's at school. We don't know the name of it, but he wrote F off on an exam paper. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, let's get, actually, we can get the listeners to do our research now, can't we? That's good. And then book him. Right, then book him. Book him a, a cab. <laughs> All right. Get him here. He needs to be here promptly. But, well, I don't know when. We'll sort that all out. But just find him for us. The boy that wrote F off in an exam paper. Okay. So, here we go. And here is a bit of Russell's unread and unpracticed news. <clears throat> this is a story you're going to like, Matt. It's grand turns cats into hats. An Australian grandmother has set up a cottage industry turning cats into hats. Robin Eads, who lives on a remote Tasmanian island, says she's taken orders from as far away as Siberia. But although most of her designs are made from the skins of feral cats which roam the islands, the trapper who sends her the carcasses admits that his haul includes the odd unlucky pet. Ms Eads, 60, said, I feel like I'm saving them from their fate. They are going to live forever in my creations. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's quite good. That's so psychopathic. You kill things and then it lives forever. Forever in my creations. You'll have eternal life as a hat. On my head. You go. There you go. It's a sort of life warming my scalp. Hang on, that's really horrible, isn't it? She's just killing cats. It's just a story about a woman killing cats. That's just a murder, man. and then at the end, turning it into a hat. Yeah. <laughs> you did that with a prostitute. You'd be in trouble. You certainly would, Matthew. So that's your weekend cancelled. Take this hat off. <laughs> <laughs> bandits turn to tour guides. Former bandits are being recruited to give guided tours to tourists in an effort to boost visitors to a crime-infested area of India. Tourism chiefs in Rajasthan believe the chance to experience the legends of notorious criminals will draw the th in thousands of tourists. The very idea of having the m a morning cuppa with a bandit on the banks of the Chamal will appeal to tourists, said one travel industry source. The Chambal Valley will not disappoint those searching for true life crime. Well, Matt, what are you getting from that? Anything? That's ridiculous. Crime tourism. Crime tourism. That's What's what the we'll point? call it. Crime tourism. They'll like, be doing that in South London soon. Yeah. If Westwood doesn't pull his finger out. Come on, Westwood. You've got a responsibility to this great nation of ours. We look to you, Tim Westwood and Rainbow George, to save this nation. Okay, so Mr. G, Poet Laureate of the show, if you're ready. Are you ready, mate? Yeah. You don't have to do it if doesn't you're not ready. ready. You did a funny face. How are you enjoying your West End musical? It's going good. I'm what? Going, I've got to jet off to it like 
jet. Why are you jetting off to? How much money are you making? <laughs> You're making too much money. Get on the old blue mic. Come on, mate. Here, right. Hold on. Before you start, if yes. you've, got, you've got George Sampson in it now. Britain's Got Talent, lad. Is he in your musical? Yeah, he's going to be coming, I think, 1st of August. Have you met him yet? I haven't met him yet, but he's been doing all the rehearsals. Oh. He's been doing all the popping and the body and oh. all the stuff. Is that what he does? Body putting? Because I was away, yeah. of course, while Britain Got it Talent. It was good. Yeah, I saw that Britain's Got Talent. Man. It was good. Was he the one who it, it rained on him yeah, during exactly. his dance? And he was soaking wet. What was so good about that? I didn't yeah. understand. Because he was soaking wet. That's People like to people see like that. People like to see that. Young nice boy soaking wet. Teenager. Well. Britain's got talent. Britain's got perversions. What is it beginning to sound like? Little George Sampson in a bra and a wet t-shirt dancing <laughs> around for the amusement of a nation. <laughs> what time's this musical on, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> 7.30, Novello Theatre. He hates it. Well, yeah. I, don't, I love it. 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 You want to be a bit more grateful, mate, doing that <laughs> young George Sampson instead of punching the palm of your hand? Dear, oh dear. What a scene. <sighs> All right, then. Are you going to summarise the show with okay. a poem? Yeah, this poem is called The Grand Pianist. Like the echoes of a piano's final notes of symphony, attracting those who are in the throes of a black bog roll epiphany. So cry matter river, he'll get aroused just like Trigger. We'll sweep awake from his <laughs> sleep like Rainbow George's speech that's delivered. Our souls face an alien attack, tinkling the ivories with Boise as Ross C-sharp to B-flat, and lovers in the air as Westwood reacts. If a kiss is just a kiss, just ask Ricky and Frank. Woo. Whoa, Mr. G there! And he did arcs as well, but he's entitled to do that because of his culture. That's how he talk, isn't it, mate? You say yes, arcs. Yes, I say arcs all the time. That's how I got this job. Nice. Well, we love it. It's a lovely quote. Congratulations. So, uh, you can see Mr. G if you want to. Uh, he's with his... studying George Sampson. <laughs> Dancing Mr. G. He's in the singing in the rain with George Sampson. Mr. G, up in the rafters with a watering can. <laughs> <laughs> Not for that, Mr. Sampson. <laughs> this water tastes of wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the rain stinging my eyes? How am I to dance when my eyes sting so? Bitter, Mr. G. Bitter, bister. Bitter, bitter, Mr. And G. Bisto. And bister. Ah, bisto. Yeah, them idiots. Other graves are available. Says Tom in Siren go, Dear Noel, Mr. G, Matt Russ, my granny once tried to eat hula hoops. She was trying to pick one up for ages before realising it was the picture on the packet. Oh, how was she eating them off the packet? I don't know. I don't know, Matt. It's just a oh, woman. Right. She She's going to oh, drop one on the. Oh, like that. Just picking up a picture, trying to eat a picture. It happened to you one day, mate. Probably to you. <gasps> how dare you? Age will not wither me. I'll stay strong. Now, okay, well, the show is nearly over, and what a show it's been. Have you enjoyed it very much? Ricky okay. Hatton, he was lovely, wasn't he? Yes. Jonathan Ross. Brilliant. Brilliant. In a way, yes, brilliant, yes, but in another way, impolite. <laughs> Bush. He's good. He's amazing. Yeah. But the G coming back to the microphone. Why don't you go and give George Sampson the massage? That's part of his contract. Hold on, let's have a look at some of these. Ah, sounds nice is nasty. Let's do some of those. That's a nice way to wrap up the show. Yeah, yeah. Sounds nice is nasty. Let's listen to Matt Berry, the brilliant Matt Berry, doing a jingle for us. I watched Snuffbox all week. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. Sounds nice is nasty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, this is from Jack Souter. Something that sounds nice but isn't is kidnapping. <laughs> That's true. That sounds That's nice. like a little lamb having a sleep. I did a little kidnap earlier. Well, you mustn't. This is from Max. I always like the sound of Molotov cocktail or Russian roulette. Mm. Yeah, or Russian roulette. I'd love a go of that, but there's always that risk, mm. Matt. Isn't there with Russian roulette? Could end in tears. 
Very much. Cudgeling, says Jack de Gamma. Sounds nice, he's nasty. Because yeah. you cudgel something to death. But it sounds like a lovely cuddle. Even a squidgy cuddle. In fact, it sounds like the kind of cuddles you have with a crying girl. With you all taut, so stiff gonna, and boy. I'm going to work on that. Give us a cudgel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You've been bereaved. Shall I give you a cudgel? Dear, oh, I don't dear. knock them on the head with it. <laughs> no. Just around the head and face and cheeks, don't you? Dirty devil. What a way to live. Why can't you take a leaf out of my book being in a relationship? One of the nicest men you ever like to meet, old Russ. Last thing on my list is Coming that in. you have to... Who's putting on his jewellery for his TV show, you know, which is what people do when they make a TV show. Have Get a whole jewels on. table full of jewellery to be put on them. Oh, you need a table they of jewels. They can't put it on themselves. But yeah, it's good. I have to wear a heart. <laughs> I have to wear one of the heart brooches. Oh, why? why? Oh, because my girlfriend wants me to. <laughs> I have to put it on, and then it wouldn't fit on because he had so much jewellery on. Tell her I did say that I had to. <laughs> What's that about? Well, I didn't want to upset her. That's but what why? You... Well, she said, oh, you should always wear a heart. In a relationship, you put a heart on. Don't you even know that yet? That's how a relationship work. You put on a tr something it's for your girlfriend. A cold metal heart. <laughs> oh, how ironic. Here, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> this it's is a... my actual heart. I had it removed because it was useless and made of metal. <laughs> it was getting in the way of my career. This diamond-encrusted one will do in the meanwhile. Put that in there. TikTok, go. <laughs> Off we go to jolly old work. <laughs> Look, don't criticise me. You're no, happy now sweet. in a relationship, aren't yeah, no, you? Everyone's happy because everyone's you know, happy, we're all, right? Know, on tenterhooks. <laughs> Why on tenterhooks? Plus, I've been psychopathically nice for another week. He what? has actually, yeah. Another week of psychopathic niceness. Love texts, no I've examples. Had kisses. Yeah, and you sent me a nice text the other day because you sent me a text message saying, "Send me a text message." What was it? Let's have a look. Come on, have we got was... time. Yeah, of course we've got. Always time for you to read out your nice text that you've sent me. You sentimental booby. There you are. <laughs> look at this, Russell. You're the wind beneath my wings, my dearest friend. I'll never no, forget no. what you've done for me. Listen, listen to this. When you found me, I was a penniless gutter snipe <laughs> in Dartford. Look at me now, writing Hollywood movies for you. Surely the greatest comic actor of our age. I can never thank you enough this with mere off. words, because I'm not a good this enough is... writer. <laughs> Go this on. This is a lie. Go on. Um, blah, blah, blah. Russell's making a ridiculous demand. I won't even go into it on the film I'm writing. But it starts with a D, ends in an R, and it's something he has no ability in. Oi! I'm director. one of the best directors ever to be born! This is good. I'm a good actor. You've written it. Let's let's make me the director. <laughs> right, anyway, so you watch I it. Said, this film would be brilliant. Rather wittily, when given an inch, you ask for a moon base. Which was very clever. And then he sent me a message. Little compliment fisherman. <laughs> send, send me a message that is a bit emotional and difficult for you. Look at that! And then I said, you are the wind beneath my wings, you're the cream in my coffee, you are so beautiful, I believe you can fly, you look wonderful tonight. Sarcastically, and he went, see, didn't hurt. <laughs> you meant Silly that little message. Business. You meant that, I know you. I just well, used the load of song titles. Rather better than you think, Matt and Morgan, and I think there was some genuine emotion there, and I understand that you're a little I bit embarrassed. I don't like showing emotion like that. No, you don't, do you? Unless there's a crying girl, we can't even get an hard on. <laughs> Matt Morgan there. What a wonderful radio show it's been. Sorry we didn't have time for Noel Gallagher, but what wonderful guests we did have. Ricky, the hit Manhattan. Mr. Yeah. G with a wonderful oh, poem. Yeah. Uh, Pudsey came in here for a while with some lisping fella. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific work they did together. <laughs> Who else was on the blow? We had someone else, didn't we? Oh, uh, Rainbow George. Rainbow God George bless him. came in. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that was lovely to see him in here trying to...
coerce me into some border dash. Tim Westwood as well. Tim Westwood. And that information was conveyed to me by a mime from our producer of someone shooting a gun. That's how that information was who, yeah, who was the other guest? Blah, 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 as Jonathan Ross would say. Hey, he doesn't do that. He just uses the sound effects. People can't kill each other with sound effects. That's right. No, they can't. Unless that sound effect was made by a bullet being fired. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Westwood is an ambassador for peace. There's no doubt about that. Okay, well, what a wonderful show it's been. But it's over now and it's time to go to the news. Why don't we have Matt Morgan throwing to the news? Where's that bit of newspaper gone? That's good. Newspaper, newspaper. Here we go. Well, what a lovely show it's been. Thank you very much, everyone who's joined in. Now, Matt Morgan will throw to the news in a brilliant voice. Go on, then. Just Ugh. do the burp. So what if I've done a burp? Throw to the news. What do you mean, a brilliant voice? <laughs> Any old voice. Do what you like. The Russell Brand show oh, is a van... <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brand Show is a vanity project for BBC Radio 2. This is BBC Radio 2 online on Digital 98.91. I'm Russell Brand. I'm from the 80s, you silly cows. Yeah.